Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Join me for the ultimate Team Mom deep dive. This is more than just a recap show. I'll scour the internet to bring you all the best drama that MTV didn't air. From police reports to deleted tweets, I've got the details on all the fights, breakups, and arrests of our favorite MTV train wrecks. If you think the moms bring the drama on TV, just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hi guys, welcome to Feathers in My Hair. I have my very favorite person in the entire world, my dear friend, Princess Jones Curtis here with me today, who I sent a frantic all capital text to on Monday that said, Princess, I need you. And then as I was typing, I was like, oh, I need to be nicer. And I was like, if you're available to record this week. <laughs> but I knew my all caps in desperate texts at like 10.01 p.m. would get across the point that like I needed Princess this week. So hi, Princess. Hi. I think it's so funny you texted me that because I was currently watching the show and I was thinking, I should text Liz and tell her I want to be on Feathers in My Hair this week. So <laughs> when it came, I was like, whoa, yes, well, of course I'll be. <laughs> I think it said, hold yeah. on, I said so, exactly. Oh, and I, at this point, I'd only watched, I hadn't even watched the whole episode. Somebody had recorded on their cell phone and, like, posted it on Twitter. And, like, that's how I saw the Janelle parts. But I texted Princess in all caps, Princess, I need you this week for feathers in my hair, if you're available, because it's too crazy. So at least I threw in the if you're available. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, I hadn't really talked to you because I'm like, guys, I'm really tired of social media. And I've been having, I've been on like a little diet where like, I just have a lot of stuff going on um, in my family all of my kids and my husband's birthday and my birthday are like all within one week of each other. And so as we roll in the Leo season, it gets like real rough around this bitch. And I'm just tired. I've had some medical stuff with my kids. And so what I was doing is I was um, checking Facebook, like Facebook, other social media stuff, my, my email, I was only checking it once a day, like scrolling through, taking care of what was need to be taken care of and moving on. And then pretty much every year right before my birthday I go on a full fast like I delete everything you can reactivate it later and I just kind of like I'm not really reacting to things I'm just like trying to focus on creating things and getting things done and like you know thinking about the year to come and stuff like that so I haven't really talked to Liz at all and <laughs> I can't believe we had that psychic twin moment where I was like I need to be on feathers in my hair and she's like I need my hair. <laughs> I mean, I just needed you. First of all, I really admire your ability to detox from social media. I I don't know. I can never decide if it's like actually a negative influence in my life or not. I will say like for the majority of the time, I really I think it's cuz like I'm not a jealous person. I don't think this necessarily happens to you, but I hear other people say this, that like looking at other people's pictures makes them depressed. Like they compare themselves. Uh, I really don't do that. Like yeah. that's not my issue with social media. I just worry like, I don't know. I don't read that much anymore. I listen to a lot of audiobooks, but like I don't read that much anymore. And know it's because I'm like looking at my computer or my phone instead of looking at a book. 
Uh, I think it makes like my attention span shorter. I am. I also noticed like I can't. I'm very bad at like just sitting now. Like if I get stuck in a place, like I was one day I was at Macy's and I like turned off my podcast to like talk to somebody and then I went to put it back on. But I had no service, so I wouldn't play again, and I couldn't check anything, and I was like, what do I do? So it's very hard for me to be, like, not focused on anything on my phone, so that's not great. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm, like, at a a place where I can um, get fully to detoxing from social media, but, you know, maybe one day. Well, I will say this for me, social media, because I have depression. Um, it's something that I go through in cycles throughout the year. And things reverberating over and over on social media is really bad for me mm-hmm. because what I'll do is I will start to tunnel into that and I'll start to do this thing where I'm like, okay, everything's bad. Why am I do- <laughs> like, it, yeah. I, I, I can let it get to me. I know that people have this idea of who I am, but that's what this, this idea of you, who you guys think I am is not the person I am. I am someone who gives very easily get to a negative spiral and it really fucks with my depression, especially like on Facebook because things on Facebook, like, so you hear about something terrible that's happening mm-hmm. in the world and then you, so you're, you're done scrolling. You go, you I don't know, you wash dishes or something. Then you go back later, two more people are talking about it and three more people. And then it's like, Oh my God, this is the only thing that's happening. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I have to stay away from that. Also, I logged on Facebook and like one of my, professional groups was arguing over sales tax, like a Supreme Court decision on sales tax, and people were threatening to cut each other. And then my aunt, like, posted a picture of, uh, my cousin posted a picture with her, Chris Brown. Yes. And then, like, one of my other, one of my aunts was just, like, defending R. Kelly. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. Off I go. (laughs) So I'm really happy that I'm, (laughs) I just, like, I'm a fucking Kelly guy. Yeah, not great. Not great. Sexy. He's not. He's nobody supposed to be looking up to. Fuck R. Kelly. He fucks. He'll piss on your children, guys. Calm down about this art. But anyway, so I was already on my way to my fast, and I don't know, like, so if you guys are looking for me on like Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or any place, like, you might not see me till like the end of August, maybe the beginning of September, if I even come back, because I'm loving life, Liz, right now. It is, I'm so much calmer. Hmm. I am, like, getting so much work done. I'm actually creating shit instead of, like, hmm. consuming other people's creations. I I feel amazing. And the other day, I went on, you know what? I stay away from Reddit because I'm scared of Reddit, okay? <laughs> I'm fucking scared of Reddit. <laughs> it, it terrifies me. One time, this uh, this men's rights group oh, yeah. had found something I'd, I'd written from Reddit. I found something oh, no. I've written for somebody and they were like threatening to kill me and shit and like all this traffic was coming from Reddit and that's when I was like you know what I need to leave that Reddit shit alone but even so I'm like let me just look at what's on Reddit I'm not getting like you know a lot of posts about you know I missed it a little bit let me look on Reddit I scrolled like half a page and I was like no I can't do it I can't do it <laughs> I mean, no 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 yeah well, I'm glad that you're feeling good, and now I just want to bring your mood and life down and talk about Janelle, Lauren, Evans, Eason. <laughs> okay. This was, like, crazy this week. Yeah, 
I... Yeah. Are we going to talk about news first, though? Oh, yeah. Ryan got arrested this week. That was a big deal, I guess. I think, honestly, Ryan should be, like, so thankful to Janelle that he got arrested on the same day her gun incident happened, on TV at least, because I feel like there hasn't been that much talk of Ryan, all things considered. Yeah. He did look like a younger butch in that fucking um, mugshot. Yeah, no, he really he, did. He looked like a young, and I think I text you this, I think that part of the reason people do not have as much empathy for Ryan, because he is an addict, I don't care what he says, he's an addict. Mm-hmm. And they don't have the empathy for him that they might have for someone like Butch, because Butch is like, like, I'm a drug addict. I'm sober right this second. I do not know what tomorrow's going to be like. I fucked up a lot of shit. I want to make it right. I don't know if I'll be able to. I'm really just taking this one day at a time. Being an addict is super hard, and I don't, I don't know how. If I'm ever not, well, you're never not. But you know what? I don't know yeah. if I'm going to beat this. I think and, there's also the fact that, um, I mean, we didn't know Ryan as an addict at first. Uh, Butch has always been mm. bad, and he's always been an addict. In fact, Butch used to be way worse, temperament-wise. Oh, like, yeah. He just used to be so mean and nasty. And then we saw him, like, get nicer and funnier and make more of an effort as the seasons go on. And people really like people who try and try and get better. Mm. Um, like, not – I don't want this to be, like, a whole Ryan versus Demi Lovato thing because it's definitely – been uh, a big talk in the teen mom world why people have sympathy for Demi Lovato and not for Ryan and people are like well Demi Demi Lovato tries and she admits she's an addict and she tries so hard and Ryan doesn't give a shit and he doesn't try at all and so I think because but I I don't know if that's necessarily fair because Ryan is well I mean he first went to his like uh IOP outpatient therapy when in like 2012 or 2013 But in general, like, Ryan, from my understanding, and if we go by the show's timeline, has not been addicted to heroin for that long, you know, and has not faced, like, that many consequences yet. And the reality is it takes people a long time to get it and to get sober. I know I was in active drug addiction, basically, from when I was, like, 17, and I didn't go to rehab until I was 25, Um it took me a long time also, to get it together. Also, the people Ryan has around him are constantly like, this is just a tiny thing. You know, so he yeah. had people repeating back to him what he's saying instead of people going, actually, no, I'm looking at you and I know this. So, but the thing people hate about Ryan is that Ryan is constantly on the internet and other places claiming he is sober. Well, yeah. If he, if he said nothing, if because it, it's none of our business. I know that's hard to say on this podcast because we're all, we're basically in everything that's not our business. We're True. recording live from someone else's business. That's like our whole thing. But like, if he were if he were someone who just never said anything at all about it, he just did not respond. He didn't say I'm not a drug addict. He didn't say they're lying about me. You're choosing to believe these lies. He if he just never said anything, he would still be more sympathetic than what yeah. he puts out. I actually read that Instagram post that, oh, that he put up that came the same day. Let me he see if, I can, if it's still up. Yeah, hold on. Let me see. Ryan. Why is he not the first fucking Ryan that comes up? Okay. Let's see if this is still up. Okay. So I'm going to just read this quickly. Also, I mean, like, 
I think I talked about this last week, so I remember writing the description, rest in peace, Mac and Ryan. So I had talked about how they weren't coming back. And it's a picture that says, life can take you higher than drugs. Stop drug abuse, live life. And you're like, "Mm, okay. Um, And then the caption is, (laughs) I will never stop speaking out against this horrible disease. It consumes your life and turns you into someone you don't even know. I'm asking you to never give up. Each day is a struggle. I've made mistakes and I've really messed up in the past, but there is so much hope ahead. And it doesn't mean I can't change the future. If you or someone you know needs help, please don't hesitate to go to samhsa.gov. Help us out there. Don't take everything you see on MTV as factual truth. They don't want to show me or Mac in a happy light or that I'm an active in my recovery. I am. They want me to look angry, passive-aggressive, and uncaring regarding things that mean the most to me. I'm done talk. I'm done taking their shit and letting the world believe this by standing up for myself. You're believing a lie. And soon, very, very soon, you will see the truth behind the liar. And then he, like, literally got arrested a day later. Or, like, two days later. Like, Which, by the way, his arrest... Like Mac and... Yeah, that's not that's... him. It sounds like Mac and Mimi Jen wrote that yes. together. He might have been in the room, like yelling out stuff. But Fine, you can post. Y'all can post it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Fine, y'all. Y'all, I- fine, <laughs> fine. I don't care, y'all. I just, I don't care. <laughs> or maybe not even that, because you know he doesn't usually show a lot of emotion. So yeah, he'd be yeah. like, fine. fine. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, whatever. He's Mom, kissing that dog. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I will say, I mean, we, okay. So apparently Ryan was arrested because as we all know, he was arrested last year, put on probation, arrested in March for the violation of probation. And apparently was supposed to go to court at the end of May and didn't show up. And this arrest is for failure to failure to appear. So they came to his house Uh. to get him, apparently. So theoretically, in a world, he could be sober. Now, even if he is sober, what I can tell you is that he's not being active in recovery because he has a warrant out for him that he's not doing shit about, even though he has a baby on the way, you know, and that, like, the police came to his house to arrest him. Um, That's, like, always been a big thing a lot of people in early recovery face, and they, like if they're actively trying to get better, which let's say he was arrested in March and has been sober since March, then, you know, come end of July, he should be probably at the place where he's trying to face like consequences and like do the right thing, which would involve not having a warrant out for your arrest. So I guess it is possible, but like, don't post that you're active in your recovery. Like if you have a warrant out for your arrest that you know about, because don't tell me you don't know that you have a warrant out. Right. I, I also think that, like, this is just me generalizing, but just, like, when I'm, like, on Facebook and, like, this couple has a joint Facebook account and all they and all they post about is, like, if you want to be a wife, you got to make sure that you take care of your man. Those people always have the worst relationships, yeah. and they love to give people advice about relationships. Like, when I see stuff like what he wrote, like, nothing's but uh, drugs aren't worth it, stuff like that, the, the addicts I know that are, like, serious about recovery and have like a lot of time a lot of them freely admit that drugs feel good and then they mm-hmm. kill you and mm-hmm. like they they would never tell you something trite like that because they've lived through it enough to be able to be like that's not what people people don't respond to that that doesn't make any sense 
I never would have listened to anyone being like drugs, not hugs, not drugs. I, yeah. I would listen to someone who says you will die. You will, you will ruin everyone you love's life. Yeah. That's the type of, so I even was starting that out was like, at first when I saw that he had like plugged me the too. website, but then I was like, wait, he's not being sponsored by the government. Like he's not, this isn't like, <laughs> when I saw his doc gov, I was like, oh, but I will tell you because I'm in recovery. Um, I know a lot of people who work in the recovery field and it's a very profitable industry. And I know a lot of people who do like marketing as they call it. And they post, like, actually just unfriended a girl today that, like, every single day checks in at her job, and her job is at a treatment center. And it's, like, do what, uh-huh. like, if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. Like, recovery's work. Like, and it's just, like, you know, you, why are you checking? Normal people don't check in at their jobs every day. Like, that's not what, like, a yeah. normal person does. And uh, this is, like, mm. really off topic. But, like, so for my, for me, it's, like, there's a difference between being sober and like um, promoting like your personal sobriety and like promoting the treatment industry. And what Ryan posted is very much in line with people who are promoting the treatment industry. Um, I'm sure if anybody searched on Facebook, like you could find it really quick. If you just look up like treatment, I'm sure a bunch of these will come up and it's people that just like will post these like inspirational quote texts you know and then like long things like that so i was like god damn it is ryan already working as a marketer and then i was like well it's a dot gov address and also i don't know i just feel like you're never in a good place if you're writing like defensive messages and like proclaiming the truth will come out which i know i've talked about this like many a times on this uh podcast and if he had written like look Mac and I are not on the show anymore. I really want to focus on my recovery. I really feel like I haven't gotten a fair shake on MTV, but I understand why they do that because it furthers their storyline and I'm no longer interested in furthering their storyline. So Mac and I are going to just concentrate on our family. We're really excited for our new baby. And it's been a like, thanks for letting me be on MTV for 10 years. Uh, I'll see you when I see ya. You know what I mean? Like he could have like posted something that wasn't like, I love you MTV. Thanks for the opportunity. But also wasn't like, fuck you guys like you don't want to show the truth like you're gonna see the truth like there are liars like you don't not everything has to be like so defensive and to me that's like such a red flag when people are just being so defensive because it's like people that are in a healthy place like don't have so much hate in their heart and they also like accept like okay like if that's what people think of me like that's what people think of me like I can't change that and it's clear that Ryan right and Mackenzie and whoever else like don't get that and part of it is Mackenzie's 21 you know and I don't think I got that when I was 21 but Ryan's 30 like Ryan's a little too old to be posting face or Instagrams about like the truth will come out y'all like Mackenzie I get but like Ryan you're too old for that and you fucked up too much to like get to do that and that's another thing like Ryan is fucked up so fucking much so much that it's like crazy that he has the nerve to get on Instagram and be like, they always portray me as liars and the truth will come out. Like, no, eat some humble pie and just show us. Don't get arrested. Yeah. Don't violate your restraining order. Be at every fucking thing that Bentley's at. Like, be a good dad to this new baby. Get a normal job. Like, then yeah. we don't he care about you. He has six degrees, according to Matt. <laughs> oh, God, I forgot about that. <laughs> but, like, do those things. And we don't hear about you for two years. Then everyone's like, 
what happened to Ryan? Like, what's Ryan doing? And then we see a picture of him, and he looks happy, and we know he's involved in his new baby's life, and then everyone goes, huh, maybe he wasn't as bad as MTV made him seem. But, like, posting these long rants, it's like, you're not going to change anybody's mind ever with words like that. Yeah. And, like, much like I'm experiencing right now, I just have so much shit in my life that I need to attend to. I really don't have time for, like, what people think about me (laughs) like or like fighting people who've never met me before in my life so i think that brian is in the same he's got a lot of shit he's got to work on and the last place i'd be is instagram trying to get people to see the lies of mtv i'd be like dude i i just i got a lot of stuff and you know what's gonna happen right what when we hear, I think Ryan's still in jail, correct? Yeah, he he's still being held because he's on he's on a failure to appear on a probation violation. They're not letting him out. Yeah. Um. So I still think that like the the story's gonna be, well, this happened. Well, you know, they were compromising my sobriety. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's going to be yeah. somewhat. It's Macy's blame, fault blame, for blame. making my mom cry. Yeah. And I, all I hear is Mimi Jen somewhere fucking crying because I think that's all she fucking oh, does. Oh, and I saw something where them. where the Edwards were like, we might still, I don't remember where I saw yeah, it, we might re- still film. I was like, yeah, why? they said they're still filming. Why? I, why I don't know. Be, I, Walk I honestly, away I don't from know. it. I know. I know. Walk away from it. It hurt. That, and that's, I think, one of the most interesting things about Teen Mom in general. Um, I was on Kate Casey's Reality Life podcast this week. If anybody wants, doesn't listen to it, you should. She basically, like, had me on to explain Teen Mom because it's not a show she watch, watches. It's not a show. Her show is mostly, like, Bravo shows. So mm-hmm. uh, there's not – surprisingly, there's not a huge crossover between, like, Bravo fans and Teen Mom fans. I'm not sure why, but there's not. A decent, but a lot of people who watch Teen Mom, like, don't watch Bravo and vice versa. So – I went on and just, like, basically explained, like, what Team Mom was. And one of the most interesting things to me about Team Mom, and I talked about this a little with Kate, is that, like, it it's so interesting watching these people who are, like, basically so hurt by this fame and this money, but also benefit so much from it. And I think that's, yeah. like, where the Edwards are. It's, like, they they're totally and completely, like, trapped because I think – being on TV, like, sets off their narcissism in a way that, like, is very hard to ever put back. And I think that the money they get, it's like, well, this is nice. We're going to be able to retire 10 years earlier than we thought. And we can have nicer yeah. cars. And, like, we paid off our house. Um, I think it's just, it creates, like, such, I can't imagine, like, having such, something like that. Especially, like, coming to you later in life like Jen and Larry, like they lived an entire life. You know what I mean? I think they were a little older when they had Ryan. Like they lived an entire life not being on TV. They were, no, they, when they had Ryan, they were really young. They got pregnant before they were married and he was like in the Navy and she called him up. They looked, I don't know. Those people are aging like milk, them and Ryan. Okay. And she called Larry and was like, I'm having a baby, and I'm oh, going to have right. a baby regardless. Yeah, so they were really young. <laughs> but they still, they lived a whole normal life, you know? And then yeah. even, like, probably in the first couple seasons of, them, like, Team Mom, they weren't on that much. They were on, but, like, nope. they weren't on that, that, that much. And 
now they're like in this weird position where they're probably making between the two of them a hundred K a year from Teen Mom. That's a they live in Tennessee. It's a shitload of extra money. You, wait, do you think they get paid more than friends though? Yeah, because like, you they've know, been like, there a long time. Yeah, absolutely. They're getting more. Okay. I bet they're getting And what, they film at their house. I bet they're getting like what Javi and Nathan get. Like I think that there are tiers. This is my personal theory. So I think that obviously the moms get the most. The second most is the OG dads like Gary, uh, Joe, Ryan. They all get like a good chunk of change. Then I think like behind them are people. And I would bet Barbara is making the same as the OG dads would be my guess. Then one tier under yeah. them, I think, is like the Nathans, the Javis, the Edwards. Who else? I bet Michael or Michael and Deborah are on that level. Um, okay. So the parents and the boyfriends or the ex baby daddies that have, have played significant roles, Randy might be on that level. Um, God, Randy, don't get me started. <laughs> so if you're if you're like Jen and Larry, you're like getting all this tension for a long time. It was very positive attention. You're making all this yeah. extra money. Like that's a, but you're being so fucking hurt by it and harmed by it. Like that's a weird place to be. And I, I think that's one of the most interesting things about Team Mom is that this is one of the only reality shows that like, they're not people living in LA. They're not moving to LA. Like these girls for the most part, mm. aren't, like, trying to make businesses. At least not really. They, like, pretend like they are, but barely. They're not housewives. They're not... They just, like, live in their same towns <laughs> doing the same shit that yeah. they've been doing since they were 16 years old, except now they get a shit ton of money and a shit ton of negative attention from it. And it's, like, to and me, that's nothing, always been like, the most interesting. It's all the stuff you normally do. It's all the conversations you probably normally have. It's that's one of the things where people are like, Chelsea, like, I don't want to watch Chelsea, but fuck, I know why Chelsea's still on the show, okay? Yeah, I know why. Because they just come to your house and watch you ha- and film you having conversations that you probably have already had, and they just want you to repeat them again. Like, yeah. that's it. Plus, you get to make how much money? Chelsea probably makes so much money from her Instagram. She gets sure. hundreds of tweets a day about how amazing she is. Like, I wonder what Chelsea's Lots life would be like. Like, if Chelsea in 15 years after the show and people won't give a fuck about her anymore. I think that will be interesting. I think, I think Chelsea, after this show, is going to go on kind of the circuit that Macy was on at the beginning of the show. I think Chelsea's going to be on that circuit at the end of the show. You I think, think so? that she's definitely going to. Oh, yeah. No, but I she has Chelsea. social anxiety, supposedly, and I don't think she likes to leave her house. I think Macy loves to do a speaking engagement. I don't see, I don't think Chelsea has it. I don't think Chelsea has like one one hundredth of the motivation that Macy has. Well, even if that's not the case, I think Chelsea is going to be using this platform for something else. Even if she can't she give speech, speeches, I think that she's going to be opening, I don't know, fucking a beauty bar or some shit. You would like, hope. I have, I, you I would mean, hope. This, this is part of the reason I'm not on Facebook, but I wrote this whole fan fiction about how she bought the land. Which Janelle, she went into bankruptcy and put like a beauty bar on it and hired Janelle as a shampoo girl and then like gave her. She, this is Janelle lost all her money and shit. And David well, was out in jail or something. And like, um, she for Christmas, she'd be like, she'd be super nice to Janelle, like on her face, but like, be leave her notes with the saying, like, Janelle, I need you to clean the toilets today. 
with and give her like a little tiny toothbrush with it. And then like at Christmas, she'd be crazy generous, giving her like two thousand dollars or something for a Christmas bonus. And in the card, it would say stuff like "I own you, bitch." Like I, I'm really interested in Chelsea becoming like someone who sells ugly stuff on HSN and who still has like. I mean, that makes sense. Randy will sell it for her. She'll she'll design the shit, but Randy will go on the on the show, and then. But she'll have this public thing where she's like, I'm just, I'm just a cute, I'm just a girl from South Dakota. And then, but inside she'll be like, fire that bitch. And, and like Big Chelsea will come and do stuff for her and be like her muscle. Like, I'm really interested in that twist for Chelsea. And I would like watch that. I would, all fucking day. I would like that to happen. I've said many times that if Chelsea had any motivation at all, she could be the Lauren Conrad who, and not even have yeah. to be on reality TV and just parlay her brand yes. because she, Chelsea has the golden girl brand. She has 5 million Instagram followers. People fucking love mm-hmm. her. They love She's her. She's pretty. She's pretty. She has she a hot great. husband. She has beautiful kids. She had like she's like a yeah. happy person in general. She's not somebody that complains a lot. I mean, like I think in her normal life she probably doesn't complain a whole ton. But I just don't think that Chelsea has the motivation to do that. I don't think that Chelsea's ever going to do that. I think after this show, she'll keep up on her Instagram stuff and maybe do like a few appearances here and there. But I think Chelsea is lazy and doesn't want to have to do that. And I think Chelsea is happy when she's just sitting in her house. With her husband and her kids. I mean, me too. So, but I don't, I shouldn't have to watch that. Yeah. Like Chelsea with that rat's nest on her head and sweat, walking around the house, pushing stuff out of her way instead of picking it up is me. I will say her hair looked so much better in this episode with the beanie on her head the whole time. I was like, wow, that makes a big difference when you can't see the top of her head. And when she was... When she was talking to South Dakota Mary, I was like, ooh, Chelsea's looking good. Mary looked good. Like, All right. Let's get into this fucking episode. I don't, where are we? <laughs> Princess? <sighs> okay. I want to start with Janelle because that's why we're all here. Let's just like get right to Janelle. Right? Like we're all here okay. for Janelle. I, although Brie and Javi had a fucking awesome story this episode. But. Oh yeah. Um, I know. I bet you're thrilled to talk about it. But I want to talk about Janelle. So sure. I just cannot believe that they aired this. So here's my theory. I thought that they were going to like end with that 911 phone call where she called and like they we saw the break check and I thought she would like call 911 and then maybe we'd get some like words across the screen. I think MTV is punishing Janelle. I would bet I would not be surprised if they went in and re-edited this. After Janelle, apparently Janelle still has not signed on for the new season. I don't think she's gonna sign it either. I don't Would think you she's after watching this. I mean, no. And I think that MTV is like, <laughs> you don't want to sign on. We're gonna show this. I think the only reason I know people are pissed that they did not show her pointing the gun, and I do not think that MTV did that for Janelle's sake. I think they did that for their own sake. I think that yeah. first of all, MTV has their like. You guys have to remember like. MTV does not revolve around Janelle. MTV is owned by Viacom, a media conglomerate. <laughs> they have attorneys. Yeah. They have a standards department. They can't, T-Mom can't just put on whatever the fuck they want. And I have a feeling like the lawyers were like, no fucking way. Are you showing like one of your reality TV people brandishing a weapon? 
with the child in the car. With the child. You can show her reach for the gun. You can put up the text that says she pulled it out. You can leave the audio in. But you are not on our network putting her holding a gun pointing it at someone. I... They're going to be like, what the fuck do you think this is? HBO? That's what they probably I'm trying to remember (laughs) another reality TV show that ever showed a person, like, brandishing a weapon. And I can't, like, I mean, we've seen, like, people go hunting. But I I don't think we've ever seen, to my knowledge, a situation like that. And I also think MTV um, learned their lesson with showing Ryan driving high. I think they got so much heat for that. That they yeah. were like, mm, we're not going to do that. We're going to make it so obvious that she has a gun. We're going to show her. I mean, they showed the gun. We know she had the gun. They showed it. They told us. But I really think that this, I think that I would not be surprised if they edited this episode to be as extreme as they could get away with, with the network to punish Janelle. You told me that. And that makes a lot of sense. Because the thing is, is that I think that Janelle is not, you know, okay. So you know how in the Real House of, of, of Orange County, Tamara, we all, like lots of viewers hate Tamara, but she's really easy to work with. And she's a yeah. favorite behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I think that Janelle is not only someone that people love to hate. I think behind the scenes, she's really hard to work with. Uh, and hard, Like so hard. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I bet she's made a lot of enemies at MTV, but things of, but, and it's a production company, and that mm-hmm. people, and that she's, but because they needed her, yes. she, sometimes they go really easy on her. I mean, the truth is, they go way easier on her than they ever should. The softball questions that yeah. they get fucking Dr. Drew to show up and ask her are ridiculous. Yeah. But I think that, so there's already, the people behind don't fucking like working with you. You're in a contract dispute. From what I've read, the contract dispute is ridiculous. Like, we are not going. Of, of course, we do because we want to see. We want to see. She her, just wants. Like, she to just get wants them to pay for David to fly to and from LA and New York for the reunions. Like, but just, he's been fired. Just do it. It would be MTV. a whole different thing. Although, of course. Oh, thank God you're not negotiating. One other thing I will say is this was the penultimate episode. Next week is the season finale. This is a shorter and season. And this is the only. I think it's yeah. because they didn't and have this is the only scene. Yeah. And this is the only scene of Janelle. They they stretched this shit weeks. out. Yeah. This is all we saw. Yeah. yeah. So, like, so, yeah, I think they're punishing her. And also, and I think those contracting she wants are dumb. They're real. She can afford to pay. Yeah, pay now, can he be on fly. set? No. Yeah. What, so, she already acknowledged that she can't be on, that he can't be on set. Then just pay jet blue whatever they need to get get your little blankie your little security blanket to wherever you're going what is wrong with you and so like it's crazy it's really just a pissing contest at this point so yeah i agree with you but i do want to say that janelle looked the best i ever seen her less dead behind her eyes than ever when this started i was like oh janelle's like here with us she's like like, when she was what? talking to Jace, like, at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, it was just a little kid talk, you know, yeah. some kid that you don't really know that well, which is well, true. Yeah, it's but like, little, it was just honestly, like, you know. it's not even, like, her little brother. It's, like, her little cousin. Yes. Like, you're, you just, you ask, like, little questions. Or, like, yeah. when your coworker brings in their son yes, for, and you're just like, exactly hey. exactly what it is. <laughs> 
Yes, yeah. So, that's... but it was fine. Whatever. Yeah. Like At you know them, but you don't really. Yeah. Exactly what it is. And she she looked like she was interacting with him. Yeah, she was she throwing was fries out the window. I didn't I didn't understand why she had fries in her seat because she has kids. When it's in the driver's seat, do you let the children drive? <laughs> this doesn't make well, any sense, Chanel. Just say you're maybe. messy. Yeah. <laughs> but she, yeah, she looked good, and I and I thought that was I thought that if it hadn't gone this way, this would have been one of the scenes that Janelle would have been like, look, I'm being positive with Chase. Yeah. Agreed. And, you know, they talk about, they have a little cute moment where Jay, they talk about why Janelle changed her last name. And it was funny because Jace is like, I want to change my last name. And she's like, to Eason? He was like, no, something better. Like they were joking. Which is exactly... Yeah, that's so that's so typical of his age. Yeah, and like exactly. li- a little while later, he'll tell you he wants to change it to Batman or something. It's so typical, and that's why I was like, "Oh, this is this is good. This is and yeah." I like you know this. what? I will say that to me was actually a positive moment for Janelle because I know she was restraining herself because Jan- what Janelle would naturally say in that moment was well, why don't you change your name to Eason? And then, like, when you come to live with me and David, like, we'll all have the same last name. I know Janelle was yeah. dying to say that, and she held back. Yeah. Oh, uh, and you know what? I, I listened to last week, or it might have been a week before, where Babs was, where basically they are both talking about how when he's 10, he'll get to decide where he wants to oh, live. Yeah. Oh. This is true and also not true. This is, they take into, with most custody, remember, this is not a um, a government CPS thing. This is a yes. custody issue with them. Yes. So, which, things are things are not as um, strict. But with most custody things, they take into account what older children would like to live. But that's all things being equal. Like, if you mm-hmm. have CPS at your house claiming you're beating children, and then you just test it positive, your baby just tested positive, and you, have a, you had an open CPS case for that, even if the case is closed, these things matter. And so it does not matter if Jace is like 15. He's like, I'm gonna, I want to live with my mom. And there's been some unauthorized gunplay at the house and shit like that. The, he, he doesn't decide by himself. Yeah. It's just the judges cause like, well, where would you like to live? So I, I just like the way they talk. Both of them have done this. Babs and she, she Janelle have done Barbara this. Barbara was the one that brought it up. Yeah, but Janelle's done this in the past. And yeah. it's just basically like, like he's the decider. He decides nothing yeah. ever. And it's because if you ask children where they want to live, it will be Disney World. They yeah. do not, they don't decide shit. And I wish they would stop telling him that because that puts a lot of pressure on him. And Jace is going to be I feel on screen one day. Yeah. Like he's literally going to yeah. explode. Like that kid, I've, when he was stuttering at the end, like, I I was, like, waiting for his head to just, like, blow off his body. Like, he was such a ball of nerves. Like, it was so sad. Me too. I was a ball of nerves, too. Well, yeah. And I already knew what was going to happen, but I was terrified. I actually talked about Team Mom this week in my therapy session. And so I told her the whole story and how I was a little just off. And she says, Okay, Princess, I want you to stop watching Team Mom. I said, never! And she was like, <laughs> How dare she was like, you? Okay, okay. She was like, okay, maybe you can do a palate cleanser afterwards, because it feels like it's affecting you. And I was like, I don't know, just don't take my Team Mom from me. 
But yeah, it, it freaked me out too. Shit. Yeah, it was scary. So basically, Janelle and Jace are in the car. Oh, and of course, this is like a post-therapy, which just adds an extra layer of darkness to it. And Jace is in the front seat, which you guys know how I feel about that. And we see all of a sudden like a white truck kind of come up and try and pass them. But there's another car. Janelle's in the right lane at this point. And uh, we see a white truck like come up and he can't get in front of Janelle because there's like a car that's running parallel to her. So Mm -hmm. then we see Janelle switch lanes and her and Jason are talking about why like they're like, oh, someone's on my ass. Someone's on my ass. And Janelle, this is exactly what Janelle says. Dude, are you kidding me right now? This dude behind me. Dude, I will go so slow if he keeps tailgating me. I will go so slow the whole way. Now, here, I want to just go through and, like, talk about where each person was an asshole and an escalator. Because I I think this other guy was a fucking lunatic. And the way he drove was very scary. And I, dude, I think this is oh, a yeah. tale of, like, two lunatics. And it's very scary. And this is what's very scary about driving and about road rage. And the reality is, Janelle, in the left lane on the highway, if someone's tailgating you, especially when your kid's in your car, you should just move over and let them pass you. Yeah. You go, oh, what an asshole. Um, you don't, you don't slow down, especially when you're in the left lane. You just don't. Like, you don't. So that was mistake number one. Well, I guess mistake number one really was the guy tailgating her because you shouldn't tailgate people. Mistake number two is Janelle slowing down. Then we see the guy whip into the right lane, speed up really fast. He gets in front of Janelle and he brake checks her. That's so scary and so wrong. Like that. No, no, that was so fucked up of that guy to do. He escalated the situation so beyond what it was supposed to do. Janelle yells out, dude, her and Jace, she has to slam on her brakes. They both kind of like go forward. Jace doesn't go that. I watched, I rewatched it to see how far forward Jace goes. He doesn't go that far forward. He shouldn't be sitting in the front seat. Did you also see his face? Uh, Yes. He had no emotion on his face the entire time. And you know, he speaks with a little speech impediment. Yeah. So he may sound a little younger than he is. But the way he was handling his business was like he was he and Janelle were peers. He was like, got it, call 911. <laughs> like, yeah, I, well, he was like, that guy's behind oh. us. He was like getting up in his seat to look. And yes. Janelle's phone, I guess, like was in her lap and went onto the floor. And so Janelle's oh. like, give me your phone. And Jason, that's what she said, like in the 911 call, I think um, when it like originally came out. I don't know if she's like, if we heard it in the episode, but I remember that being part of it when this whole thing originally happened. And so like Janelle calls 911. That's honestly like escalation number three. Like when someone does that to you, you just go, what the fuck? And you let them pass you. Yeah. Like, I don't think I would ever call 911 in that situation. It's just like, for what? For why? Like, it's scary. He shouldn't have done that. But like, I don't know. It, to me, I'm, like, a person that never wants to, like, push things further and further. And, like, if he passed me and brake checked me, I'd be like, Jesus Christ, and maybe I would have even pulled over because I was, like, a little shaken by it. But I can't see myself, like, mm-hmm. calling 911 in that situation. It's, like, so the cop can arrest him? Like, I don't know what Janelle's, like, motivation was in calling They're not going to arrest him. Yeah. I mean, I know They're what They're not going to arrest him. Was. They're not even going to give him a ticket. They're not even 
not even gonna give him a ticket because they they aren't there to see it. Maybe yeah. the cop shows up and everybody starts driving, stops driving crazy, but nothing's gonna happen. You call nine one one if you're on the road and you like somebody's like. Dr- I mean, he was driving dangerously, but like if the guy was like Janelle thought he was drunk and he's like swerving in between, you know what I mean? I just I don't know. I think her calling nine one one was so obviously like her uh, like. Janelle is so impulsive and she's so unable to control her emotions and like needs to take everything to such a crazy escalation level. They're like, I don't think to me that would even cross my mind to call 911. I'd be like, Jesus Christ, like that was scary. But Janelle like immediately goes to like a fucking level 10 on everything. And it's so funny because when the cops are called on Janelle, she's like so angry. You know, that episode where David wouldn't let the law, the police into their house like Mm -hmm. for the wellness check and like they're always talking about cops harassing them but then like the minute she gets break check she's like frantically calling 911 it's so weird because it's like janelle is so unwilling to cooperate with cops but then also so willing to get cops involved in everything she does have you noticed that yeah 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 i know and it's because i think it's just because she thinks of herself like janelle's the ultimate victim even when i feel like Janelle is truly being victimized. It's hard for me to empathize with her because she always thinks she is a victim no matter what has happened. So I'm always just like, okay, it's like my niece who I'm raising. She, some things happened at camp that were like a real big fucking deal. Mm -hmm. And I, it was basically a little boy exposed himself. And um, I had to go up there and I had to talk to people and he had to be asked to leave and he can't come back and stuff, which, and I, it's such a serious deal, but she is, we also, I mean, she should go into community theater is what she should do because she is like, she, she she's like, she's the, like, if someone pushes her, she'll just lay on the ground yeah. and just be like, help. So like when I, after I've been so serious, I've been talking to people, I've been upset. I've been like, this is going, this is what's going to happen because this is in a, this is unexcusable. This can never happen here again. And then she gets in the car and I want to talk to her about it. But the way she describes it is basically like he performed a porn in front of him, in front of her and like had like props and a gangbang. And I was like, so here I am, I'm trying to offer her comfort, but I'm also annoyed at how she's putting 20 on 10. And that is what Janelle does all the time. I'm, I'll be like, damn, that's fucked up. And then Janelle will be like, yeah, I went into the grass. Yeah. And, and I'm well, like, we'll no, talk about that, actually. how the lies, how she starts lying to justify it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. It's like, it just, it's so crazy to me that Janelle is always willing to take it to that level. So she calls 911 and basically says, like, my son almost hit his head, which, like, no, he didn't. And she's like, I almost swerved into yeah. the grass, which is like, okay. And then we get a text screen that says Janelle decided to follow him. Now, this is like... She chose. Yeah. She chose. That's what it said. I'm... It's so... I just can't... And I saw some people say, like, asking, like, if Janelle didn't have the gun, do you think she would have followed him? And, like, yeah, I do. Yes, yes I do. Because Janelle is uh-huh. an impulsive person who does not think ever about what she's doing. Ever. She, like, cannot stop. Once Janelle's going, like, she's gone. There is no stopping and being like, is this a good decision? Should I do this? She's also in these moments, she's fearless. Like, I would never. 
I'd be so fucking scared. I would never follow someone to their house, ever. Me either. Especially some big white guy down a dirt road in a truck. That's in North Carolina. The last motherfucking place I'd want to be. I was in Chicago once, and some people showed up, and they were in this huge truck, and they came out, and they all had, like, bump it. And the tag said, the, their tag said Indiana. And me and my friends were like, let's go before we get lunch because this shit is getting real over here. And that's how I would have felt about that guy. I would have been like, that. And he told TMZ, he told TMZ that that basically his, that dirt road where he lives is like a family, family and like it's kind yeah. of like a family compound, which I know plenty of people who have stuff like that. Yeah. And that they were all armed. What? They were all, he says that out. he, he says that he, Noticed she was following him. So he called one of his family members who then alerted everyone or one. Somehow the whole family got alerted. I would have to reread the article, but the whole family got alerted and everybody was outside with their guns, including someone in a bush waiting to protect him. (laughs) Like, and maybe he's exaggerating because I could totally see someone doing that. He's never been on TMZ. And he's oh, like, and also, yeah, like, he's we a gun nut. And, like, there are people, yeah. so, and I, you know, as everybody knows, I just moved back from Florida and like, I would see this one bumper sticker all the time. That was like, well, one was like, we don't call 911. And then it's like a gun. Like that was a popular bumper sticker or like, uh, go ahead, make me like that type of, uh, bumper sticker and like, yeah. that type of mentality. And like, there are people that like want psychopaths that like want to be robbed so that they can like finally want to use that gun on you yeah they can finally justify using that gun now me like i would probably never have a gun for self-defense i wouldn't trust myself with a gun but like in a world where i did i can't think of anything like more or less devastating more devastating more devastating than having to like defend myself and kill someone even if even Mm -hmm. if it means that i'm like somebody's coming and trying to murder me like, it would fuck me up so much to have to kill someone in self-defense. Like, that would ruin me. <laughs> like, I, I don't know yeah. if I'd be coming back from that mentally. And so, like, yeah. these people that, like, jerk off to the idea of, like, defending themselves, like, that's what this guy seems like to me, at least. That's in all the articles that he's given, like, he seems like that type of person. And we see after Janelle pulls into this driveway we see her i don't even know where this gun was kept she like reaches under her steering wheel and grabs a gun not under her ceiling i think it's in that pocket in her driver's side i think that's where it was she she had a reach yeah so she pulled it up she's short yeah that's tiny so she she reached in there got it and then put it closer to her so she could grab it yeah, easier. She puts it like between herself, like her seat and the center console, like sticks it in there. Yeah. Which is like one inch from Jace. I know. And he's just like sitting there dead behind the eyes. Like... I, I, okay, so my dad, my dad was very angry when I was a child. He's not anymore, but he was very angry when I was a child. And he used to get really bad road rage. And me too. We never like followed anyone home, but there were my daddy's. I remember this one time, he like wrote on a piece of paper and like held it up to the window. So like I don't even know what it said, but he would like cut people off and like drive past people and like lay on the horn and give them the finger and like scream at people, and it was like 
horrifying to me as a kid. Like, those were some of the worst memories of my life. Like, being in the car as my dad road raged out. And, like, thank God my dad didn't have handguns. And he also didn't follow people home. Like, it was bad enough on the highway. You know what I mean? Like, it was bad enough sitting on the highway once. Oh, my God. My mom had taken me, my brother, and, like, two of our friends, I think, to Six Flags. And we were driving home from Six Flags. We were sitting in traffic. And my mom, we saw someone coming down the shoulder of the highway. And my mom goes, we're in New Jersey. And my mom goes, oh, my God, I think that's daddy. And it was. My dad was driving home from the shore. And did not want to sit in traffic. So he was driving down the shoulder. It was my fucking dad. Like, that's, like, the type of asshole he was. Like, he just gave no fucks about anybody else on the road getting in his way. And. Oh, my God. He's not like this anymore. Thank God. But it was just, like, as a kid, it was the worst. Like, that and my parents fight. The car was really bad for me as a kid. But, like, that and my parents fighting in the the car. car. Yeah. Was, like the worst and i just can't what jace went through was like what i went through times like a hundred yeah i i personally i mean i live in texas guys i live in austin but it's very interesting how like it's such a it is the bluest part of texas and i mean houston's pretty blue if you get deep in the city but people are like serious about their guns and the one reason i don't have a gun is because i would never want to shoot it but i also have terrible road rage and like i mean i don't follow people i do lay my horn on and i'm like one of those people that's like this is a turning lane you need to be turning in this lane well i do you need to merge but to myself one lady (laughs) well yeah like i I, I I yell at it like from my i'm like oh we're in the turning lane but i don't like (laughs) well once we were, you know how they do those zipper uh, merges, mm-hmm. and this woman had just kind of decided that she didn't have to do that, and she was she just went all the way up and decided she was going to get merged, but and I was there, and she, and I wouldn't let her over, and she like leaned out of her car and was like, I'm trying to get over, and I and I wrote my window, and I was like, I know, I'm not going to let you. And she was like, I was like, you're supposed to merge back there. Now, imagine if I had a gun, or I, I've often wondered what it would be like if I just had like a really big paint gun so I could just shoot people's cars. So this is why I know to stay the fuck away from guns. Like I cannot be trusted. I'm not following people, but still I cannot be trusted. And Janelle is like the number one type person who does not need a gun ever. She just doesn't need it. David should be worried because he might, she might shoot him if she got into enough of a, you know, like if she oh, if she was angry I've enough. Said, yes, I've said this. If one of them is get, is like shooting the other, it's Janelle because Janelle didn't grow up with guns, and I don't think Janelle understands the seriousness of guns. And I think Janelle will pull a gun and shoot someone. I think David, uh, as stupid as it sounds, like respects guns more and grew up with guns and understands like you don't aim a gun at someone unless you're gonna shoot it. Like I just, I think. I don't know if that's giving David too much credit, but I think Janelle is so impulsive and has so little understanding of the seriousness of guns that she would absolutely shoot David. Yeah, and also, like, I just think that David has actually shot things. Like, he's probably hunted and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Janelle's ever killed anything living. And I don't know. I, I And I hate to, like like you said, I hate to give David any credit. I hate that Jan- that 
Like, I was like, fuck Janelle for making me agree with David. Oh, yeah. David today. came out great in this. Uh, this was a great episode for David. And then he never appeared in. Yeah. <laughs> so <sighs> while this is happening, we see Janelle pull out her gun, place in the seat next to her. And Jace says, if he tries to get out and hurt you, I will get my Nerf gun out and uh. hurt him. That shook me to my core. Jace doesn't understand guns at all. No, he doesn't understand guns. And also this idea, like video games, you know, he plays a lot of call of duty. And that's what I was saying. I, I think that Jace like had no idea of the seriousness of what was happening. I don't think he, he understood like, Someone could die here right now. And which makes me feel for him even more because I was already, I was trying to imagine myself as an eight year old in the front seat, driving all crazy. The, the, after she hit the mail and did all that stuff, the drive while she's driving away, she is like the, the scenery behind her, beside her is moving so fast. She must have been doing 100 miles an hour. And just like the whole thing would be so, like I would be screaming. And there he is. He's just like dead eyes and and I think that he has no idea the seriousness of what happened and I don't know that makes me feel even worse do you think it's worse for Jace that he doesn't understand the seriousness of it or better I don't know I, I think what, what makes me more sad is it reminds me of how young Jace is yes I think it's they're, they're probably constantly better talking in, about it's like probably better right now but when he's like 13 or 14 and he like puts together how fucked up it was because for me like (laughs) so dark I didn't I didn't like put together a lot of like how fucked up my life was until I was like in my late teens and then I like spiraled so hard (laughs) because I like put like I realized like how fucked up everything was because I like had a concept of the world and so, like, right now it might be better for Jace that he doesn't realize the seriousness of it, but, like, he'll realize the seriousness of it one day. And he won't just have his memories to rely upon. He'll be able to go back and watch it. Yeah. And also, I don't know what kind of 13-year-old Jason's going to be. I really, mm-hmm. like, I believe Jace will be living with um, Janelle as long as David lets him. But yeah. I, what's going to happen, this is what I They'll think. Be I think that Jace together. will yeah, and his girlfriend can stay over, and she's gonna buy him a car when she's when he's thirteen. Oh, what what I do think is that David and Jace are going to butt heads, yes. and I think if Jace doesn't live there, it's because of David, and it's gonna be like he's gonna you little asshole, sit down, then I fucking tell you, da da da. And I think that he's not used to any sort of discipline, yet alone that aggressive type shit that David mm-hmm. likes to do, and so it's gonna be easier to stay with Meme. Because Meme mm, can't control him. Meme yeah. yells. yells, Meme but yells. No follow through. Meme screams, but Meme's yeah. not going to grab you by your arm and try to put you in your room when you're yeah. the same height she is. Yeah. But you're never going to be the same height that fucking David is. David is, it's just not, it's not going to work like that. And yeah. also, Bar- Meme has never controlled not one of her fucking kids. Yeah. So she has no control in Jace either. Yeah. Yeah. You think she controlled Janelle? She thinks she she's controlled like that fire star? at this point when that ha- you know, like exactly. Yeah. So it's going to be very easy for for Jace to stay at Bab's house and have 
maybe he has to pretend like he's doing some stuff or she'll mm-hmm. yell, but she's not going to have control over him the way that David is. And then Janelle's going to be blaming Babs for the way Jason's been raised, which technically is true, but also if you would have just raised him, <laughs> like if you would have come back six months after this, after you gave your mom custody, you would have custody of Jace. And you were clean. Like, yeah. if, if you hadn't waited five, I didn't just first go to court when he was like seven. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why. So, like, if she acts like she went somewhere for the weekend and Babs won't give him back. That's not what happened. And so, that's what's. That's, I, I guarantee you that's how it's going to be. Now, I'm, I'm, Janelle's going to be buying him shit and enabling him for all sorts of things and dad even if she thinks that he shouldn't be doing stuff um she's not going to have the power to stop him and also i've I've noticed this happens with adoptive families a lot you're always in competition with the other with the bio Mm -hmm. family the bio family and so you all lose because you're you're trying to and this you know with with divorced couples too you all lose because you're trying really hard to make that you want to be the one the kid likes but the Mm -hmm. one the kid likes is not necessarily the best parent so, yeah. yeah. So Janelle is goes into his driveway and she calls David and she's like, "Babe, Jason almost hit his head and I almost swerved." And she's like, "And now I followed yeah. him home." And he's like, "You did." And it's so funny how calm <laughs> and like weird, like it's just so undavid like because he like doesn't even say anything for like a full pause, and then he's like, "You're where?" She's like, I'm in it. And then she like rolls down her window and she's like, I've got three fucking cameras in here. And then you hear him in MTV. I think clearly like had to edit out his voice and did it in the most like menacing way possible. Cause you just hear this like, yeah, like, like angry <laughs> peanuts, parents voice in the background. Yeah. yeah and yeah. she's like, I called the law on you asshole. And I love it when she calls it the law. Like, yeah. Janelle has only gotten more country over the years. When we think about the beach scene, 16 and pregnant that she had, yeah. this was not. Here's the thing, though, talking... I, will, I will say that I feel like a lot of people who grew up in beach towns year-round are very redneck. It's just like a beach version <laughs> of the redneck. And I say this as someone that, like, I know. a lot of my family members live at the beach year-round. Uh, I mean, it's in New Jersey, but it's like... Cause you're outdoor, you do outdoor stuff. And when it's like winter yeah. time, you do winter outdoor stuff, which is like off-roading and hunting and stuff like that. I mean, it's, I think it's different in like Southern California, but I think on the East coast, that's true for a lot of beach towns. Um, yeah. but yeah, Janelle has like gone deep into her country with David. And when she's like, I called the law on you. Oh my God. Uh, and David's just so on the ridiculous. phone, and you know he's like, "What the fuck?" And she, Janelle calls. She's like, "You were tailgating me, you dumbass!" And then she tries to back out of his driveway and hits the mailbox. And this part was so she funny got in and his weird. Driveway. She didn't yeah. just like yeah. She, so, but wait before you. Start, well, I think if what it is rewatching this. If anybody's rewatching this. You need, while she's talking, while she's hitting the mailbox and screaming, I called the law and you're doing that. If you look behind Janelle, there is a dog. And I it is walking. That. Oh, my God. And it kind of looks back like, what the fuck? And then it starts walking real fast. Like, I don't want none of this shit. It is, so, it is how all of us were feeling in the moment when she did this. <laughs> <sighs> 
So I think what it was is like, you know how in country places there'll be like a you'll pull off onto like a dirt roaded area and there'll be like six mailboxes uh-huh. and then you can like drive okay. down to the separate houses. That's what I assume okay. that it that it was. Um, so I don't know like how close to the actual house she was, but to me, uh. like if you're living in like a country compound, like everybody can come out on their front porches. I would assume that it, it's like a situation like that. So I don't yeah. know if she was like actually like in deep in his driveway or if she was like, okay. just had like pulled onto their dirt road essentially, which is his driveway and is his property. And she is way too far deep into his property. But I don't think it's like, it wasn't like she just was in a neighborhood and pulled into somebody's driveway. You know what I mean? I think she was okay. on their dirt road essentially. But when she but hits his car the driveway, was right his car was right there. And when she hits the okay. mailbox, she rolls down her window and she's like, sorry, didn't mean to do that. <laughs> like, like a full like sharing clueless when she hits the mailbox. And it's like, should I leave a note? Like, that like she it was so weird because like the tone had been so serious and angry and aggressive and i really she didn't mean to hit the mailbox it really was an accident you can tell it's an accident but when she like she was like whoops my bad like it was just so funny because she went to like such a casual and she was smiling yeah because i think it because it took her off guard so much that she hit it i think it like she like reflectively was like oops my bad (laughs) it like took her out of the moment yeah yeah and, like, oh yeah sorry go ahead and that's when he hit her is that when he yes, hit her car that's when he hits her car so well i think then she hits the mailbox and she's like oops my bad and then he like goes to block her in and then hits her okay. car and then janelle screams babe he just in my car he just in my fucking car and this is when my heart is like right that was so scary like when he hits her car when he escalates it to the situation of hitting her car is so scary like just let her drive off dude you know like she hit your mailbox like get her license plate like just let her drive off like you he saw that there was a kid in the car because according to him he had a gun too but saw there was a kid in the car so that's why he didn't pull his gun out in the first place but like i don't think that's true i I don't think that's the reason he didn't pull it i mean he probably did pull it and we just don't he's just saying he didn't um, yeah, it was probably in the back seat or some shit where he couldn't reach it. Yeah. It just happened that's where it was. I don't think that's the reason he didn't pull it. I just think, like, that... I Okay, this might be controversial. I understand why Janelle genuinely feared for her safety at that moment he hit her car. Now, right. she was only in that position because she put herself in that position. So I don't feel bad for her in that situation. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't... This all happened, but this was continuously. So if I'm pointing out the mistakes, obviously her following him and going down the dirt road was a mistake. Him blocking her in so she couldn't leave from the dirt road was a mistake. Her hitting the mailbox was a mistake. And then him hitting her car was like another escalation slash mistake. It was just like this continuing series of them like one upping each other and pushing it further and further. And Janelle should have never had a gun. She should have never pulled out a gun. She should have never followed the guy to his house. She should have never backed into his mailbox. But I... She shouldn't have a gun when she has Jace at the She shouldn't have a gun ever. Ever. She's so fucking I know, unstable. But there should be something in their custody thing saying, hey, you can't ride around in the car with a gun. Yeah, absolutely. On, on the one day a month, you... She probably got him like, two weekends a month at this point. On the whatever... You only have him four days a month. 
please stop. Don't ride around with him yeah. with a gun in the car with him. Absolutely. Jesus. And I, I really do like, but so I will say like, I, I, if I'm Janelle in that situation, which I would never be in that situation, but when someone like rams into my car on purpose, like, yeah, she probably did genuinely fear for her life in that moment, or at least like fear that something really yeah. fucking bad. And I think she pulled her gun. I mean, obviously she pulling out her gun, like indicated that she was ready to use this. But I think the reason that she pulled yeah. and like aimed her gun at him at that exact moment is because she like, I think that was the exact moment that she like realized it had gotten out of control. And like this, like went further than like I. Can oh, she handle. thought she was in control. Yeah, she thought she was in control all the way up to that point. She thought she was in control. And I would venture to say that the moment she started calling nine one one, she was not in control. Me, that I think that yeah. that's where her impulsivity impulsivity agreed. took over. Her agreed. Yes, yeah. completely. And also, completely I. Obviously, I'm not going to hear that much these days, but I know the people, I remember when this first happened and people were like, all on this dude's side, and I'm like, guys, this is a crackpot, okay? This dude is fucked up. Just the fact that we hate Janelle does not mean that somebody should, like, act this wild around her, hit her car, threaten to put a gun on her, try to hold her hostage while, what, he made her rebuild the mailbox? Like, this is not... That he's not a good person. He's not a hero because we yeah. hate Janelle. He's he's just Janelle ran into somebody who was on the same level or maybe a little more crazy than she was. That's what yeah, happened. Yeah, exactly. And also, I mean, she was clearly trying to leave. Like, she was backing up. Like, yeah. just let the crazy person leave. Let her leave. Yeah. Call the police and be like, this crazy bitch just followed me home and ran into my mailbox and took off. And, like, have them go after her for a fucking hit and run. Yeah. And so she speeds off, like I said, like I she was going so fucking fast. So fast. And she's on the and phone. And he followed her. And he started following her. Now she calls producers. No, no, no. Well, first, thing, this, wait, this, first she's on the phone. She's still on the she's phone. She's still on the phone, Because she's going, Babe, he hit my car, he hit my car, he hit my car. And then she's like, He's following us, he's him. following us. And he's like He's like, well, you shouldn't have gone to a grown man's house. And I just want to point this out. I don't want to skip over this exact moment because Janelle hangs up on him. And to me, I think people have overestimated how much control David has in their relationship. Because to me, that was so classic vintage Janelle that we know to hang up on her boyfriend, husband, like the minute that he's not like 100% validating behavior. That's what Janelle does. Like, Janelle, I'm not sure, like, I, I, her and David are very unhealthy. I'm sure he's very controlling. But to me, that showed me, like, oh, Janelle's, Janelle's still got sway. Like, she, she still has yeah. her voice in this relationship. And she's still, she's not that scared of David. Because as soon as he said, like, she didn't even say bye. She was just like, nope, click. And that's what Janelle does the minute anybody in her life challenges her. She hangs up on them. Yeah. Janelle tops from the bottom. And <laughs> basically, like she's a power box, is what she is. She basically, so she. The truth Princess. is, if Janelle wants something, I'm, I'm telling the, the truth right now. <laughs> Why? I'm telling the truth. If Janelle wants something in that relationship, she will get it. 
because yes. and you can tell that go back to the wedding where she's out there screaming at him and he's yes. trying to drive away with that fucking or when they're moving when they're moving and she yeah. was like he was like just take kaiser to the fucking hotel and i'll move everything out and she's yeah. like what fun is it to go to the hotel with kaiser i've been crying yeah. all day and nobody cares <laughs> yeah and I, in that moment, I was like, yeah, I don't want to fucking go to the hotel. Actually, I probably would have gone to the hotel with Kaiser because I would have taken a nap. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying is Locked that him in the hotel bathroom is, and took a nap. <laughs> no. I would have, I would have got, I would have kid-proofed that fucking room, turned on yeah. some cartoons, and I would have taken a nap. And I'm a, I'm a light sleeper, so I probably would have waken up every 15 minutes just to be like, did you leave the room, Kaiser? Because we're in the hotel. That's what I would have done. Oh, yeah. I would have put the security silly. lock the on it. on the top. Yeah. 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 Totally. I would have done that. And I would have gotten him some fucking pizza, and we would have chilled in that hotel room while he moved. But what I'm saying though is that you know she loves the bath. Yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. But what I'm saying though is that like, so David is controlling. Don't get me wrong; he's a controlling asshole. But Janelle allows certain amount of control to be done. And then when things happen with like at the at the reunion where he's like, "We gotta go," she can go with him, and she can be like, "Well, he wants us to go," and she can do that. So there she is, power bottoming again. And then, but you know, she comes back, right? Because yeah. when she gets back to their house, she's to, to their Airbnb. She's the one that's like, "Well, I gotta go because you know I want to get paid." Blah 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 for this and this and this. I'm gonna go. Like she makes that decision. She, I think that she's just the type of person that, as long as she doesn't care about what it is, he can make all the decisions. He can say whatever he wants. Yes. But when it comes to her, her shit, like getting the side down. Yeah. She, she better get this fucking side down because I'm a sh- well, like when it you're com- right. When She's it the one that's going to shoot him. Attention. It's when it comes to paying yes. attention, which is which is why she doesn't care if he's fucking up her job because she's apparently going to quit her two hundred and fifty thousand to three hundred thousand dollars or however much it is a year fucking job. She's going to quit plus Bonton. Exactly, because she's going to lose followers. Like. She's going to quit that for him as long as he's giving her attention and the attention that she likes and wants. So he'll let her drag her off the MTV set. She'll let him do whatever, you know, like she lets him call the shots, et cetera, et cetera. As long as like he's doing it and saying, baby, I love you so much. I love you so much. You're the best. When she gets mad is when she wants to go to the gym and he won't go to the gym with her. And she has a meltdown over it. And that's when... That's, like, when Janelle flips. Like, Janelle doesn't care if he, like, ruins her fucking career. Like, Janelle couldn't care less or about that. Or that the police or anything like that. As long as he's saying, baby, we don't need them. I love you so much. We'll make our YouTube videos. You're fucking everything. You're so amazing. You're better than MTV. She's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I am. But then the minute she's like, David, I want yeah. to go to the gym, and he doesn't want to go, she has the world's biggest meltdown because he's not giving her attention. So that's what it is, and I've always said – if you want to be Janelle's boyfriend, it's a 24-7 job. And that's why Nathan and her yeah. were there. Like, Nathan and her were always the worst for each other because Nathan could not give less of a fuck about, like, giving all of his attention to Janelle and cheated on her and had no desire to spend every minute with her and just, like, could not stand being around her. And that's why they were, like, mm-hmm. so much more explosive than Janelle and David. And I think a lot of people view david like janelle not flipping out at david as her being scared of him because he's abusive but i think she just likes the fact that he controls her and he's obsessed with her and she doesn't understand that that's unhealthy and that he's not giving her positive love and positive like 
that's what she thinks is love. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, so I'm not saying David's not abusive and David's not controlling and that Janelle's in a good relationship. She just, that's the type of relationship she wants because she's so fucked up in the head. Well, you know, what's going to happen. Like people always say that when she loses her money or when she, when the money runs out, she's going to lose David because of the money. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think think that he's going to, I think he's going to have to start working or something. Yeah. And that's when she's going to be like, uh, where wait, the fuck have you today, been all day? Today, Janelle posted an Insta story that was like, I'm not feeling good. Someone take care of me. And someone posted on Reddit, like, where's David? And somebody else commented, like, I bet David's at work. And he couldn't, he had like a pre-scheduled boat cleaning appointment. Because I don't know if you know this, they bought from Jamie, I think. Janelle's from Jamie. They bought a boat cleaning business where he does like scuba cleaning like they go under the underside of the boat and like clean the barnacles off oh girl which is actually like if you own that business and you go to that work every day like you can make a nice living for yourself like you're it's a good she's not gonna go every day oh she's not doing it david's doing it janelle bought it with her money but he can't go he can't go every day because where who's gonna take care of janelle so i think somebody said on reddit they're like i bet david had like a scheduled cleaning that he could not cancel on and Janelle's posting an Insta story to like to like be an asshole to him because they probably had a fight yeah. about David leaving to go to work. And you're exactly right. Like the minute David can't give Janelle her twenty four seven attention, that's when their relationship's gonna blow up because she can't handle that. Yeah. yeah. Somebody needs to tell Janelle this. She probably <laughs> won't believe us. She calling her her haters, so Yeah. Well, yeah. So Janelle speeds away the guy finally like stops following them jace is like oh he's not following us anymore (laughs) it's like oh my god and she hangs up on david and they call she calls the producer and she's like i'm taking i'm taking uh jace home and i think honestly i think part of the reason janelle started crying then is because i think the reality of what happened like just hit her yes yes she's trying she has to explain to someone new this scene really made me this part made me like i always know that producers when those cameras are in the car they're not watching them real time yeah i don't even know if they're here i don't even think they're hearing them real time that's all happening in the kit they don't see that till after they get it which yeah. is why stuff like when janelle and um david were pregnant and they forgot the cameras are there and and they had to talk to him about it later it was days mm-hmm. later that they were like hey you see this on the camera blah 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 it's not real time yeah so when ryan was drive, driving high everyone was always like why would they let they should have let him got, get in the car high but yes. that's what ryan looks like all the fucking time yes and so yeah. they didn't know he nodded out probably until the next day maybe or, or day after that it was like yeah. damn look at this yeah, so because Janelle that, wouldn't that have was to really, call and explain that. <laughs> she just pulled a gun. No, because they would have been, they probably would have been calling her like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe they would have let her. Maybe they were like, do more. Give this yeah. out. <laughs> I wonder if, I also wonder if, I think it would be bad for MTV, uh, like liability wise, if they'd a live feed to the car. Um, I don't think they want that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think they want the ability to be like, we didn't see any of that shit happening. Like, we don't have access to that until after the fact. I think it'd be cost prohibitive because think of all the hours you're driving around watching fucking Caitlyn smoke weed. Like, who the fuck wants to pay for a live feed for that? No, I think think it's cheaper. And also, like you said, the liability thing. So they're like, oh, we didn't even see it. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. Because what if, like, Ryan had killed someone 
and they go to sue oh MTV because MTV knows because they had been watching it live. Like I think there would be a case for liability there. So I think just liability wise, MTV's probably like wouldn't even be interested in a live feed. Yeah. Yeah. So all right. So she tells the, yeah. the producer to meet her. I I always find it fascinating when people know where they are on the highway because I'm always I like know, I don't I fucking know that. I'm on the highway. <laughs> But well, I think the, I think she had just gotten back on the highway, which is why she knew like uh-huh. near where she was. Yeah, but that's when the cop pulls up behind her, and she like really loses it, and we get what is probably one of the best examples of white privilege we've ever seen on this show, <laughs> which is the police walks up to her, and one of the first things he says is, "I see your pistol," and she's. And she's like, oh, no, no, like, don't worry about it. And he's like, no, I'm not worried. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. crazy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's that not crazy. It. It's reality, speeding, but. She's speeding down the road. Yeah. Probably that dude has called the cops on her. And she said he called the cops. She mean, said we both called the cops on each other. Yeah, so, because that's right, she called that. She said, I called the law on you. Also, this, the law, the pistol, this is, it feels like we're in a different time and space than, you know, regular world. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just, and it's also just so far removed from my life and my reality that Me too. it's just, like, so crazy to watch because I just can't imagine, like, I can't imagine getting into, like, a road rage incident like this. I can't imagine following anyone. I can't imagine going down a dirt road for anything. Um, I can't, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Me neither. Like, <laughs> I can't imagine having Jace sitting in the front. Jace is the same age as my kids. Bitch, I can't. Um, I can't imagine in the him. Front? No, 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 no. I'd be like, where's no, your booster? Jace sitting in the front seat. Why are why yeah, you booster? Can't. Yeah. Why aren't you in the back seat? Like, dude. So, I can't. I can't deal. And also, so is the the phone that, that Janelle called the producers it's on Jace's. her phone? I think. Well, okay. No, so by that point, she might have, pink. Actually, she might have gotten her phone. But by she that switched point. phones. Yeah, because she her called phone. David on one phone. Oh, she and then switched her phone by then. Okay. So yeah, so then he gets her out. She basically starts crying to him. Well, she says, "How's this your day?" Is story like, How's your day? He's like, "It's terrible." Yeah, yeah, this is what she says. I was on the highway and this guy was tailgating me in a big, big truck. Which, by the way, remember, uh, Janelle's driving like a Dodge Durango. Like, she's not in a tiny little Honda Civic. Like, she's in an SUV and yeah. he's in an F-150. Like, his car was not that much bigger than and, hers. And he got, and got three roads, car so it's extra long. She says, I swerved off the road, which she did not because she said it three other times that she almost swerved the ro- road. And he almost hit his head on the dashboard. <laughs> Ugh. And Jace and you is wanted the one that the let the cop go. Know. What's he doing in the front seat? Jace, yeah, of course. <laughs> Jace said, and then he was trying to block her in. Jace was like backing her up to the cop, and I was like, oh, this is so unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. She should have drove him back to therapy. Is what she should have did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Jace gets out and talks to the cops, and or Janelle gets out and talks to the cops. Jace is in the car with the loaded gun by the way, like yes. an inch from him with no supervision. And he calls Barbara and first of all, his like tick and his stuttering was so, 
so bad. I really hope Jason's yeah. in speech therapy as a speech therapy graduate myself. Like it's, it's not upsetting to hear Jason talk, but I hope he's in speech therapy. I don't, I don't know if they've ever mentioned it before, if he is or not. I also wonder like how Kaiser much of this, is. Yeah. Kaiser is. I wonder how much of the stutter is from anxiety. Uh, David said something about it from him being on meds that he doesn't need that Barbara has him on, which is like, oh, yikes. Uh, not what causes a stutter like that. Although Sorry. I think. I mean, maybe he's on some psychotic, antipsychotics or something. Might maybe, be. but I think I wouldn't be yeah. that surprised if he was. But this is what Jace said. Yeah. Mommy got, and Barbara's obviously like talking to him and asking him questions, but Jace doesn't know to put it on speakerphone. Jace needs to get better being on <laughs> reality TV. So he says, mommy got pulled over. <laughs> this guy was trying to block mommy in a dirt road. We turned down a dirt road. And this guy was trying to block us. He slammed into us. Then mommy just pulls out the gun at the guy. Then he said, you better not fucking shoot. Yeah. And then mommy yeah. finally turned out. And then now we got pulled over. The ease <laughs> at which he said, the guy said, you better not fucking shoot was like startling to me. Oh, well, Jace curses all the time. I know. And Jace, there was something like, so here's people screaming. Yeah. Jace Pearson was screaming all the time. I, True. I, you, well, you read on the show, I wrote you how upset I was to hear Babs just, look, to watch Babs just look at him while he called anyone yeah. a piece of shit. Yeah. Anyone. That's how yeah. you talk about people. And I would never, I don't care if their mother was a piece of shit. I would never let one of my kids call their mother a piece of you shit. Know, my mom ever. Used because to always they're practicing. Me about stuff they're like trying that. to, when I would like insult people. To see what you're going to yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. My mom never They're let me you. My mom never let me like insult people um or like call people names. Like that just like was not allowed in our house. Like we just weren't like I'd be like telling her a story, I'd be like and I remember this was you know, in the nineties and like we would all say that's so gay and my mom would be like, You cannot say that. Like that is horrible. Mm-hmm. Like we just weren't allowed to talk like that. Like we weren't allowed if we were telling a story and we're like, and that guy was like, I mean, you could say like he was mean, but like you couldn't be like, and he's a stupid idiot. My mom would be like, you, you're not allowed to call people stupid idiots. Like it was very yeah. much like a thing well, that we just weren't allowed to speak about people like that. Well, that's because your mom probably also didn't speak to you like that or speak about people like that. And yeah. Bab absolutely called David yeah. and Janelle pieces of shit. Of course. Andy hears it from David and Janelle. Confused. Yeah. 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 He hears it from everywhere. And I cannot believe, I don't know. It's not the cursing. It's not like I'm like, oh, I'm so kitschy. No. Like, I'm not like. It's the ease at which he said I'm, it. Yeah. So that he, that's what his life is like. Yeah. And for me, a child that is cursing all the time and speaking this way makes me believe they're not in a safe environment. Because when you're in a safe environment like that, you don't have to use the type of language. And the people around you, when they hear you say something like that, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where is this coming from? Yeah. Not. Babs just kind of looked at him, like, confused, and then was, like, kind of almost like, why are you saying it's in front of the camera? Yeah. <laughs> well, because that's, And I'm yeah, sure people exactly. got off on it, but no, no. I, I'm sure people loved it, but no. No. Yeah. He shouldn't be allowed to talk about anybody that way. Like, no, it, it's not okay. And I don't know, but there was, like, when he was telling that story back, and it just... I try to like, I mean, I cursed when I was like eight, but I knew not to do it in front of my parents. And I can't imagine like 
relaying that story and leaving in the F word. I think I would have at least hesitated to see what I could get. You know what I mean? Like, should I, like, include this word? Should I not? Like, I don't know how to... I don't know. There was just something... I On one hand, I think it's good that he, like, called Barbara and told her that. I think it does show a level, a level of comfort with Barbara that I'm glad he has. I think well, clearly... Well, I don't think he called her. Do you think she called him to see what was up? She was taking him... She was taking, she was supposed to be going back to bed and she probably, they probably weren't there. Yeah, that's true. And she called Janelle's phone, probably didn't get an answer. She called Jace. Where are you? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, we were down a dirt road. <laughs> that's yeah. what happened. I think but I, I do think it's her. good that she, he told her. Like, regard, you know what I mean? Like, sure. regardless, he tells her, here's my thing. This was in what, April? Why the uh-huh. fuck the next day was Barbara not on the phone with her lawyer? filing That's motions in my notes. for super <laughs> supervised visits nothing has ever shown to me that no one has bar- jace's best interest at heart the fact like if i was barbara my kid would not be going back there until we had supervised visits we'd be at court so fucking fast janelle's head would spin and the- she would have gotten it she would have gotten it too because yeah. there's just no way she would have gotten it ja- jace said to her mommy pulled out a gun Jay said it. They had a witness. It doesn't matter if the police didn't do anything. You know what I like? It happened in front of Jace. Jace could tell the court that if they needed him to. He could tell the guardian mad light him. He could tell anybody that that's what his therapist. Like Jace could testify on Barbara's now behalf. That's essentially, that's something where they could get the nine one one call from the dude. They could get the they they might not be able to use this footage. Because it depends on your state. It depends yeah. on that kind of stuff. His but you can get the 911 call. But Jace That's told different. Barbara, like, it, I mean, yeah. there's, like, the fact that how could Bar, how could you as a parent hear that? Because Barbara is Jace's parent. How could you as a parent hear yeah. that and not immediately be going for supervised visitations? I mean, personally, I wouldn't have, say, I would have ended all visits. Um, and I would have called my lawyer said I yes. cannot in good faith drop them off. And yeah, until we go back to court until the, supervised. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do it. And that would have been. But we need to remember that the people that canonize Babs is that she is not a good parent. She's an older parent than Janelle is. Janelle may not be. Babs may not have been as bad as Janelle was. But all these things you're seeing are things that Janelle grew up with. Yeah. So the fact that. Bab isn't pulling guns out on people and knows and speaks a little better and actually feeds Chase. These, these are things that happen as you get older and shit gets out of you. Yeah. So it's why ancient parents can raise the grandparent, the grandchildren, the kids of their children that they abandoned because they've gotten to a certain age and they've settled down for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Babs was never a good mother. That's just the truth. When we met Babs, Janelle was like physically threatening her mm-hmm. because that's the type of relationship they had where yeah. the two of them would go at it. And Barbara was fighting that's back. She, absolutely. Absolutely. So I just don't, you, you know how I feel about her. I just don't believe she's a good parent. I think if we see a whole season, which isn't going to happen, but let's say Janelle doesn't sign on and we get to watch a whole season of Bab talking her. about Janelle, which is, which is not people would fucking hate her. She's not a good parent. I guarantee you that she lets him do all kinds of crazy stuff. I guarantee you 
She, he, um, he uses the F slur. I guarantee you he does. And she doesn't care too much about it. Um, I guarantee you oh, that. Yeah, you know he's on that, you know on he's on that and... Xbox Live shit, just listening to all the racist yeah. and homophobic. Even though I don't believe oh, that, that Barbara is using the F slur or the N word, like I, I, I wouldn't be shocked, but I, I also just don't think that. I don't I would, think she corrects it. I don't think she corrects it. I think Jace is exposed. I mean, when, when Colin said in that one episode that Jace comes home when J- Barbara's like, don't you think he comes home upset? And then Colin's like, yeah. And then we like play video games and he calms down. I was like, because you know, they're I not don't playing like FIFA play World live. Cup. They're playing Xbox Live I Call don't of Duty. I play fucking live. Because, yeah. well, if the two of them are playing together, they don't have to be on Xbox Live. But I won't play with other people because I don't like the way people talk to each other. Because it's so easy to, to speak, to say whatever the fuck you want yeah. to people. And I, it's not even just that. I just think that the type of people Jace is around is not, is not people who really care about raising children. I'm just going to be honest that they're okay with taking them to the water park. They're okay with taking them to Jumpy House and shit like that. But they don't care about stuff. Like, they're not consciously raising people. And I don't, but, okay, what, like you say with Kaiser and Doris, if I had to pick somebody here, I'd pick Doris. If I had to yeah. pick somebody to raise Jace out of the people I've been given, I would pick Babs. Because at this moment, she's the, she is the only person that, that is functioning with him. Janelle cannot do so. So, yeah. yeah. <sighs> Poor Jace. And then in the next, in the scene for next week, apparently Janelle's telling Barbara that she didn't pull out a gun. It's like, it's crazy. It's crazy. What? It's crazy. She's probably saying she didn't pull it out of, no, she pulled it out of its carrier. Yeah. We saw her reach for, what is she, she's saying she, what is she trying to say? She didn't that shoot Jace someone? Is, lying. is she doing some magic? She's trying to say that Jace is lying. That's <sighs> what she's trying to do. Well, because... Jace is Jace is always lying when someone, a grown-up doesn't want to admit to something. He's always... But then if he's talking about somebody else, he's telling the absolute fucking truth. Yeah. So... Ugh, those, that poor Jesus kid. Jesus Christ. It was a... I mean, I... My final thoughts is just, like, I can't... <laughs> I just... Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. My final thoughts is that I just can't believe how much they showed and how bad Janelle looked. Like, I... We have not seen, like, a truly bad Janelle scene like that in a long time. Uh, You know, like, she hasn't been... I mean, we've seen David being bad. All this Kaiser stuff is, like, so dark. But we're not seeing, like, Janelle herself actively do stuff. Yeah. And this was Janelle all on her fucking own. (laughs) Hmm. And it was, I mean, it was thrilling. (laughs) It was thrilling because here's the thing. As much as I want this show to be canceled, I am trash. And I never forget that I am trash for watching this shit. I do not think I'm better than Janelle. Well, no, take it back. I think I'm better than Janelle because I feed my children and I don't let them do, I would never do something like this. But I don't think that like me watching it removed me from it. I know it's trash. Yes. And so is my therapist, but still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is one of the things I hate about Teen Mom is that we'll hear about things and then we'll get there. We're like, that wasn't even anything. Yeah, um, this was something. But this was the opposite. Yes. And this is the second time they shocked me because I recall 
when they put that little warning up before Ryan nodded off. Yeah. I said, what is this going to yeah. be about? Like, yeah, I remember being, like, like confused. About- I thought maybe Amber was going to yeah. hit Matt because, remember, they were, like, fighting. I was yes. like, what's going that's on? That's what I thought was going to happen to him. I had no idea. I was like, what? what? This is ridiculous. Be. Yeah. And then as it started going, because I was watching it live, I was like, whoa, okay. I think I might have been watching it live, too, because I didn't hear about it beforehand. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's go on to Leah now. Leah, poor Leah, is going through it. So she's back from, where did she go? Hawaii. She's back from Hawaii. She, like, has the twins, and she's like, I'm so glad to see you! And the twins, like, couldn't give less I believed her. I believed her, too. I believed her. I just thought it was funny. I think it's how she acts with her kids. I think it was just, like, a classic, like, kid and parent scene. I don't think it was reflective of, like, her kids not loving her. I just think it's, like, so classic that, like, you're, like, so hyped for something regarding your kids, and they're like, bitch, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, go ahead. When she gets in the car and they start talking, this is when she gets the twins. She, so she gets in the car and they start talking about Allie being sick, not oh, feeling yeah. well. And Allie says she hasn't eaten for five days. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's true. I think she's no, exaggerating. I, I think yeah. she means that like she hasn't wanted to eat. Yeah, like, she she's didn't have much like, of an eh. appetite type of thing. But is a decreased appetite, is that fatigue? Is that what? I think that's what Leah's trying to say. So I think Leah is right. Okay. I think Leah focuses on one issue at a time. Um, I Okay. I don't think she has a lot of room to be like, well, this is happening and this is happening. And it's probably because of this, but it could also be related to this. I think Leah right now is focusing on the fatigue issue because it's all we've heard her talk about this okay. whole season. We're not... Remember last okay. season, it was like her breathing issues, and they're not even really talking about that this season. They're just talking about her fatigue, and it seems that Leah's like focused on the fact that she couldn't eat because she was too tired. But Corey, when when Leah talked to Corey, Corey just made it sound like she was sick. But Corey also was in denial about a lot of stuff. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know if like Allie was just sick. Like she could have just been, you know what I mean? Like it was the middle of winter. There was snow on the ground. Yeah. Like she could have just been sick. So I I don't know, but I think right now Leah's issue. And I think also because she has the sleep study coming up, I would imagine. I don't, I don't think this is unique to Leah. I think right now, because she's getting calls from school about Allie falling asleep, she's decided like the fatigue is her number one thing. And they're going to get all the answers when they go to the sleep study. And, like, that's all there is room-wise in Leah's head. Hmm. I would have thought it had something to do with either she got hopped up on, um, she got hopped up on, like, junk food or something, or she was nervous about something, or I would have, I mean, the truth is, like, I have kids that are sick, not, like, this sick, but I have kids that have um, major illnesses, mm-hmm. um, that are on major medication, and I... I'm always relating it back to that. I'm always like, okay, is this a symptom of this? Is this, mm-hmm. I'm always asking that question because that's the big thing in their life. Yeah. I would never be like, okay, well, then she tired. I'd be like, well, she has CP and a rare form of CP. So it's because this has something to do with her digestion, with her organs. Like what? That's what I would have asked. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't, oh, so I, I, wrote, I, don't know. I wrote in my notes. 
I wrote in my notes that Addie, every season and every scene, she becomes more and more like a Tickle Me Elmo doll. She is <laughs> constantly laughing, constantly oh like God, at top so level, rolling around. No yeah. shoes. I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. She seems like a fun kid, but she just seems so like on one. Like she's on 10 every time you see her. That's so funny because just... that, that's so true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Addie was staying with Oreo and Leah tells Oreo that she had fun, but she just like really missed the kids and she kind of feels guilty for traveling without them. And sure. I mean, yeah, I, I think a lot of parents feel that way. Everybody feels somewhere cool. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so the next scene is Leah going to pick the girls up from school and she said, I'm so confused by this whole thing. So Leah says she's at school and the principal just like, well, first let me start. Let me, let me move back. So the girls are in the car. Leah gets into the car and she starts venting and she's like, they want to get rid of Allie's aid. They're getting rid of Allie's aid. And the girls are she's scared. She's saying, to the children. Yeah. She's saying they're going to drop Allie's aid. And Gracie's like, what does like, that fire mean? Her. What does that mean? But she keeps yeah. saying they're going to drop her. They're going to drop her, which I think was confusing language to the kids because I don't think they understood, like, what... I mean, I doubt they really understand, like, what getting fired means that much. You know what I mean? They're, like, in first or, or second tra- grade. It sounds like she's being... She feels like she's being transferred. That So they definitely don't understand that, like, oh, this is a district, and she works for the district, and so there are this many schools in the district, and she could be yeah. over here. Like, they... But what Leah's is, not what, even going that far. She's just me, saying they're dropping her. They're dropping yeah. her. But what struck me as odd, she was talking to the children. Yes. And I was like, I wouldn't have told them that. And I certainly wouldn't have told Allie that, especially if she really liked her No, age, I wouldn't because... have said a single thing. I would have waited until they were gone. And then I would have talked to Corey about it. Yeah, me too. And I understand. She was, like, yeah. shaken and upset. But, like, I don't, I didn't understand why she was confiding in the girls at all and gracie like was scared because leah was like so hyped up and she's like mommy what does that mean what does it mean they're gonna drop Allie's aid like they're asking her questions like mom what do you what do you mean and then leah pulls over and so she's talking to the producer and she goes i'm so aggravated the girls are picking up on my energy and i wrote down no shit like (laughs) because you're you're literally speaking to them that's what i think you're verbalizing your energy to them so (laughs) What do you think happened with the, like, what I don't, do you understand to have happened? Okay, from the, the way Leah explains it, is that she walked into the school to get the girls, the producer, the producer, the principal recognized her, and came up and showed her a letter that said the aide is getting transferred. And Leah said, what? Like, she, are they getting a new aide? And the principal shrugged and walked into her office. And walked in her office. Now... There, the first thing that came to me was that we are pretending like Leah is the primary caregiver yes, of these children. Yes. So it would have been first of all, they had boring. a notifying really Miranda. Give, let's oh, get it yeah. straight. Miranda would have gotten the email or the or the letter that said this is what's happening with the AIDS thing. So I just had this feeling. I don't know why I wasn't that. I was like, somebody's gonna come. It's gonna come out like next week or something that she's got a new aid because. You yeah, just don't know because they don't notify on you. Instagram that I'm looking for, but okay, 
she, but I don't think this is it. She wrote, like, thank you, everyone. But I don't see the one where she might have been in a story and I just saw. Because she did say something like, oh, well, like, we did have an IEP meeting later and she is going to have an aide. But I just, I didn't understand, like, to me that seems, I I mean, obviously something happened. Something happened because Leah wouldn't have gotten in the car, like, ranting if the principal didn't come up to her and tell her the aide was getting dropped. So, like, I do believe that that happened, but that seems, like, stupid on the, like, if you're the principal, like, why would you even want to do that? Well, I think that. Although I, I believe Leah goes to the school far more than Amber goes to school for little boo-boo. Yeah. I think that the principal and the people that work there know that she's not primary. Mm-hmm. And the way that she casually told her was more like, I don't know if Corey told you, but da 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 da, da. And I'm not saying that Corey oh. knew either because people – but it seems like – it seemed like it was not an official thing to let you know. Now, they could also just be terrible at that school. Yeah. But one of the things, so the IEP, which is Individualized Education Plan, I know quite a bit about, not the most, but I know quite a bit about because I all my kids are on them, and they're for kids who need accommodations in school. Um, there's also a 504 plan, but that's a little different. IEPs are for, um, I believe, I don't want to say uh, disabled, because it's not disabled. It's people... It's not even handicapped. It's nothing. It's you. It's like you can get an IEP if you need. Yeah, it's learning disabilities like accommodation. physical disabilities, basically. Like you can need it for speech therapy. You can get an yeah. IEP for speech therapy. You can get it. So what it is is that legally, and I'm not really talking. So people who are listening. So what it is is that legally, the way the, the schools, I, mean, I believe it's the federal law, is that, and that's why states have to adhere to it, is that if my child has an, needs an accommodation that will be covered by an IEP, we... We in the school, the adult, the parent and the school have to make a plan together to get those accommodations. And then once the principal and the parent signs the paperwork saying, these are the accommodations you're going to give me. If you cannot provide those accommodations, the district has to pay for me to, for my child to get them somewhere else. So if you, if my child, even if it could be like a behavioral thing, like, and you guys cannot do what we have agreed to do, then you have to pay for them to go to a private school where you can't. Now, obviously, the district never wants to do that. It costs a lot of money. So they want to follow their IEPs. It's a big fucking deal. And you can call, depending on your state, in my state, Texas, you can call an IEP meeting anytime. Once you're on it, you're on it. And you can call it, and they, and I mean, sometimes they'll bring legal representation because it is a very serious thing for me to have an IEP for a child that says they need an aid, and you, the school doesn't provide the aid. Now, one thing I want to remind, I want to be sure you guys understand is that, so if Allie's IEP says that Allie gets a wheelchair, she gets extra time at lunch, she gets an aid, she gets extra time in class, whatever it says, the things that Leah is supposed to provide, like a wheelchair or bringing her in at a certain time to get her extra minutes with the teacher or whatever, if she doesn't do it, the school is not in trouble, all right? So that part is not their problem. If she never shows up with a wheelchair, we can't accommodate her with a wheelchair. So that's not our problem. Maybe le- maybe they have some legal liability later, but they're not violating the IEP by not forcing Leah to bring the, the wheelchair. The thing the school is responsible for are the things that they're supposed to provide, like a teacher to provide the extra time or an aid. And that is where they can get in trouble. 
So when Leah says that the principal goes, I don't know, and shrugs and walks out, that says to me, the principal doesn't believe Leah's the person she needs to talk to. So, like, because if it were me, I'd be like, well, you better know because yeah. I want my meeting tomorrow and we, I, we need to also, figure out what's going on because legally you have to do this. I, like, this is also Allie's, I think they're in second grade at this point. Like, this is the third year of them having an IEP. Like, I understand Leah's non-confrontational, but if I'm Leah, like, my ass is walking into that principal's office. Like, you're not just right, coming up to me in the hallway. hallway. You're not just coming up to me and casually saying, like, we dropped the aid. I'd be like, uh, excuse me, we're going to have a meeting right now, and we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Like, I, Or we need to schedule Who a meeting. Who do I need to speak to? So I'm wondering if, yeah. yeah, like, if she said, well, you know, we've been in touch with Corey. Because also when Leah talked to Corey a little later, Corey didn't seem shocked that the principal talked to her. Right. Right. So it feels like he knew about it. Now, he's still upset. But it yes. feels like he knew longer. Maybe he got a formal call Letter. or email the night before. Yeah. And the other thing that made me remember that court, so we should be giving Corey a lot more shit about this wheelchair shit because Corey's a legal guardian. Yeah. So Corey, Corey is using the correct terminology. He's the one that says IEP. Yeah. He's the one that says they have to do it because Corey, I bet you Corey's at the meetings. Those meetings, the first meeting I went to, I had six teacher, the principal, a district representative and two caseworkers on the phone. I thought I was being sued. It looked like one of the scenes from The Good Wife when they go to mediation. It is yeah. a big fucking deal. Like they, everyone's taking notes. They're formed. It's a big fucking yeah. deal. And before I walked in there, my told caseworker because she was on the phone. She says, "I want you to know that they, you have a certain amount of days to sign this plan." And she says, "I forbid you to sign it in this room." She's like, "You have to go home and read it because once you sign it, you're we're in." So do not let anyone say, hey, you now just sign here because that's not what you do. You have to take it home. You have to try it. You have to think about it. You, there's a lot of shit. Like it is a big, an IEP meeting. Now I know from social workers that I know and like teachers and stuff, some parents don't even show up for these types of things, which is really mm-hmm. sad, but it's an incredibly serious thing. Yeah. And so... The fact that this principal is talking casually about it either means she's really bad at her job and, like, doesn't care about being fired or she doesn't care about what Leah thinks about her. Yeah, I'm also wondering, like, when they say the aid is getting transferred, like, do they mean at the end of the school year and that, like, next year That's they're another have thing. a different aid? Like. I just, I mean, especially Leah says that, like, Allie needs help wiping. Like, the aide has to do, like, a lot of help with Allie. And it just seems unlikely that they could pull her mid-school year. I don't really understand where we are timeline-wise. Let me see when they went to Hawaii. Yes. Because, I mean, there's snow on the ground, but they may have gotten a late snow, you know? Like, that could be March in school. Yeah. Get that, like, three months later. I wonder if they meant, like, oh, at the end of the year. Yeah, they were there in March. This is March. So we're, like, in mid-March Okay, so right that's now. a... But that's also, I'd want to read the paper. Like, give me... Oh, don't show me the paper. Make a copy of it for me so I know what I'm looking at. So I have I can show it to whoever I need to show it to so they can explain. Like, yes. I, I don't know. But this reminds me of, like, my husband. Like, my husband, like, doesn't ask questions. Like, he could totally... I could come home, he'd be like, oh, the landlord was just here. We got to get out tomorrow. And I'd be like, why? He's like, oh, I didn't ask. Like, that's the type of shit, like, 
he comes back to me with, my husband, I mean, not that that happens, but I'm just saying. So talking to Leah reminds me of talking to him. I'm like, I got to call up here because you don't ask questions and you just look at them. No, it's like, like the opposite of me. I'm like, how would you not follow up with that? Like if a prin- I, like I said, like if we, that would not, a principal would never shrug at me about my child's yes. IP. That would never go down. I would be like, excuse me. I'd be on the phone with the fucking superintendent. Like there, there'd be no, there would be no just like get in the car and vent to my kids. It's just something about this, like makes so little sense to me. Well, like, okay. So my kids start school August 16th and I've been writing notes on my IEPs all week, all summer, like things I want to ask for, things I think are important. And it's like, you know, like I, I would definitely be all up in there. Like when I said I went to the camp and the kid that exposed himself was like seven years old. Like he's mm. like, so don't get me wrong. It wasn't it's like, sad, it's still not good. He's but, exposing himself. Absolutely. And my other he child that told right. me the other day that the little boy was smacking people on the butt. And I was mm. like, in our house, we're a big private school or private thing. Yeah. And I don't set, I don't demonize them. I'm, I'm fine. The, the way I talk about privates is that they belong to you and no one else. And other people touching your privates and cooling your butt is not okay. It's just, a, it's, and you need to tell an adult, which is what they did. But like, I know that other people would have said, well, he's only seven or something like, but that's not, I, they, that camp fucking knows me. I show up. I, they know to get my shit right. They know you ain't gonna be shrugging at me. I went up in there one day because my two sons, they both take ADHD. I mean, medicine, they both take Adderall Mm -hmm. and they take a very high dose of Adderall. And before, I mean, I didn't know people like stole Adderall and abuse. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. But for like three days in a row, it was two days because I forgot to ask them one day. I was asking them if they get their pills, stuff like that. They didn't get their pill. I asked to see the logs. They gave me somebody else's fucking medicine. (laughs) And... I wrecked shop in that bitch because they gave me little Christian's medicine. He takes Intunas, which is not fucking Adderall. (laughs) And I was, and and the logs were not filled out. And I was like, guys, I don't want to accuse anybody of anything. But one thing you need to know about me is I want my shit right. Like this is a psychotropic drug. People steal it. People, I'm not accusing you guys. I'm saying my kids need to get their medicine on time and correctly. And I don't care if nobody else in here gets their fucking medicine. My kids better get their medicine. And this white woman was talking to me. I mean, the fact that she was white is not really a big deal, but I find <laughs> that sometimes it's not a big deal, but what it, the way she was talking to me was yeah. very, like she was talking down to me. Yeah. Like I had to switch one of my children's medicines and she came to speak to me as if she was like, well, I just know he's a little hyperactive. Do you know what ADHD is? And I was like, bitch, I know what it is, and you better be giving him his medicine. And the way she was talking to me was like, she, she, I don't know, just she was talking down to me as if she knew more about my child than I did. And one of the things they taught me in um, training, parenting classes and stuff, is that when we talk about other people's children or children that are not under our legal care, that we're not legal guardians of, when we talk about them to their legal guardians, we talk about them, we say observations, we don't tell them what they need to do. We say, this is what I've observed. This is what's happening. Not, you know what you should do? (laughs) So the way she was talking to me was really like she thought I was stupid. So basically, the whole point of this is besides getting a little kid kicked out of camp. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just, I, 
they know when I show up, I'm very serious. You're not going to pawn me off. My kids, they know which kids are mine, and they know they better get their shit right. And that little kid got kicked out of camp. I'm really sorry for him, but I take shit like that super serious. And somebody needs to call CPS or whatever. Somebody needs to file a report or something. I don't know, but not around my kids. We're not doing that. And I feel like Leah does not have – Leah's non-confrontational. We saw that with the Brianna shit. Yes. And also – I don't know if Leah has the authority for some of these things. Yeah, I don't think so, she does either. And the show doesn't really talk about it. They lead us to believe that Leah has those kids all day, every day, which yes. is not true. It is absolutely not true. And I thought, I mean, they, it was very clear in the episode with the floods from last season or two seasons ago, where she yes. suggested that they should go to the school by her house. And Corey said, nope, we're not going to do that. He didn't say, "Let why do you think we should? It was so clearly, absolutely Corey's decision that... I... That where they go to school. Yeah, yeah I think I that he has wouldn't be su- say. I wouldn't be surprised if Leah is only listed as someone who can pick the kids up from school. <laughs> I, I, that sounds yeah. mean, but I would not be shocked if she's just a trusted adult that you can give the kids to. And not someone that can find things. I think that's Which it. Which makes and I me think sad Corey, for Leah. But I think Corey and Leah are okay. Honestly, it doesn't make me that sad for Leah because I don't know if Leah can <laughs> handle more. And I think that Corey and Leah have found a very good medium when it comes to those twins. And as we okay. see, like at the end of the episode, they mentioned that Leah's taking Allie to Dr. Sal's by herself. Like Corey wasn't going. Wow. Um, so I think that which is crazy to me but i think that yeah i'd go i'd go no matter what yeah but i think that the two of them have established a way that is best for the two of them and i don't think leah has the ability to have like that decision making for all three kids i think it's too much for her and i think we saw it be too much for her and i think that like Corey lets her be heard you know, and like lets her decisions or her opinions be known to him. But I think what mm-hmm. works best for them is that Corey makes the ultimate decision and Leah like goes along with it and pretends like they're deciding it together because I think Corey has genuinely proved to Leah that like he is making good decisions, at least when it comes to like their schools. And you know what I mean? Like, I think Leah realized like that she doesn't need to fight Corey for it. And that she, I think Leah might know that she like can't handle more than that. But the reason I feel sad is because Leah really identifies as a mom. Like that's yeah, how she. I mean, it's sad. That's her identity. Yeah, she doesn't but have I, another identity. I think she has it with Addie, so I think like sure. she feels fine with that. I really do okay. think though that I think they. I think Leah realized like if she just lets Corey do it then she Corey like is so much more willing to like veer off schedule let her get the girls kind of when she wants let her take them to activities sure. during the week I think she's realized like wow if I just kind of like let Corey do this <laughs> and not fight right. it like he's I get to basically be an equal partner and I can pretend like this one thing isn't happening well Corey remember the main thing that Corey was having a problem with the kids weren't getting to school they didn't seem and like they were going they're being, they weren't getting to their appointments, especially Allie. And also, 
so then, like I said, we need to be giving Corey more shit about the wheelchair than Leah because yeah. if Corey said wheelchair, then it'd be wheelchair. Oh, absolutely. And I think I talked about this last week on Feathers in My Hair. It's just, it's hard because we don't see Corey. And we're not yeah. in Corey's house. And the MTV narrative is that Leah is their primary caregiver. I mean, even in last week when they were talking about, she was like, Corey just seems to get so mad when I go away. Like, do you think it's yeah. just because like he has to get extra time? Like, why would Corey care? Like, he's those girls' primary caregiver. Like, if she went on a week vacation, he just had them a couple extra days. Like, that doesn't seem like it'd be a big deal to me. It, you know, like it. Maybe he. Maybe he gets mad because she calls a lot more. <laughs> Honestly, he doesn't for, have ear for her. <laughs> I, I think that's probably true, but also like. That was when I, like, had a moment of realization that, like, we're real. I mean, I've always known this, but it was, like, a very much, like, a, oh, yeah, we're, like, really supposed to pretend, like, Leah is the primary caregiver, so we give her all of our attention when it comes to the parenting decisions, even though she's not in charge and it's Corey, it's just hard to remember that because he and Miranda aren't on the show and we don't see the girl's life at all when they're with Corey. No. No. So, so yeah, I don't next have week that they're going th- to Dr. Sal. Yeah, for the sleep test. I don't have that many more thoughts on what happened this week because I just feel like, I mean, we talked about it for a while, but it just, there's so, I hate when they do these like storylines where something major is happening and it's a thing that we all kind of know about in real life, but they don't give us any enough information to understand what's actually going on. That's a pet peeve of well, mine wait, on Mom. How do you? How do you know? Like, do we know what happened with her sleep test? I don't follow her. No, 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 no. I mean, like, media. we know in real life, like, we know what IEPs are, is what I'm saying. So, like, oh, yeah, for yeah, them yeah. Okay. to just, like, ha- like be talking about this in a way that doesn't make any sense whatsoever is, like, frustrating to me as a viewer. Because I'm like, I know that's not how IEP works. Like, where's yeah. the formal meeting? Like, that's where, that's yep. frustrating to me. Because I feel like we're just getting this weird storyline from MTV. That doesn't line up with reality. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. And people who don't have experience with it, they are just they are led to believe certain things. Like Jace can decide where he's going to live at ten years yeah. old, and like stuff like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Let's go on to Kale, who had a like. She basically wasn't in this episode Nothing. like at all. She wasn't in the episode. No, because too much was going on with Brianna and Janelle. That, like, we just, yeah. we didn't need to see Kale. And I, I, I did think it was, on her. Two stu- it was stupid when Bone asked if Chris knew that Kale went to Hawaii. Because, like, yeah, bitch, yeah. Like, he goes on Instagram. And people tweet at him all day long. You don't think he got a million tweets from people that hate Kale? That's like, why isn't your son with you if his mom's in Hawaii? How come she's not letting you have him? And here's the dumb part. Kale called you and made you set up a... a- a, well, a he, visit. Yeah. Because he was so bitching she, and that you he know wanted Kale to see told her. her. Yeah, exactly. You know Kale told her what he said? Yeah. So, a producer, and the producers are on this show, so they're not, yeah, they're on this one. Yeah. They're breaking the fourth wall. Okay, 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 yeah. sorry. I was like, a producer didn't tell you to ask that. What is going, and Bone, why does Bone look like a character from Peanuts? She just she does. She, she has her a name weird is Peanutsy fuck. too. She's very peanuts. Yeah. 
Yeah. She looks like a cartoon. Also, I think Bone, I would guess Bone's like 21. I think Bone's very young. What? Because Kale met her at college, I think. Hi, my name's Bone. Can I watch your kids all night? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> they're broke, yeah. They're in a fight right now. Kale and Bone broke up. Uh, because that's, Kale, Kale has disposable friends. But, and I honestly, I support Bone in it. Because Kale started fucking Chris again. And Bone was like, nah, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to be your friend when yeah. you go back with Chris. And you know what? Good for Bone for that. Because so, Chris is terrible. Chris isn't a good father. Chris doesn't care about anything. But I'm still going to have sex with him. Yeah, also Bone, like, raised that kid for the first year of his life. And then Daddy he, wants to come back around. Lux probably calls Bone Daddy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Lux has called quite a few people Daddy, unfortunately unfortunately for Lux. Oh, poor Lux. He's so Aww. fucking cute. That kid is, like, I can't, I can't. He's so cute. I, um, I don't think he's that cute. I uh, personally Princess. think he, he looks strange. He looks like That's somebody why he's so put cute. A, he looks like somebody put not a baby's head on a baby. I, his, and it's not his, like Watson, who looks no. like an old man, which is very cute. No, and the hair, like, I don't like that hair. It, he looks like a Muppet. I don't I like it. I love it. I'm I sorry. love it. He does look like a Muppet, but his, I think that's cute. His face looks like, I don't know. It doesn't look real. It doesn't look, it I looks know, like somebody I, made it. There's a girl on my Facebook that just had a baby and I was scrolling through and her baby looks like one of those real baby dolls. <laughs> I was like, ah, did someone on my Facebook get one of these? And I was like, that's her real baby. Keep scrolling. <laughs> anyway and he just doesn't he looks like somebody made him and i so but i want to i just keep telling myself kale's babies are not super cute when when little star star showed up and and um i know my foot brianna asked her what are you doing in miami and she smiled at her that fucking baby's cute oh kale's star babies don't come out cute they the gotta get cute too because stars are still she's a baby, got that little cutie like doll, just big enough that her body looks so cute in the little onesies. Oh, yeah, so cute. yeah, so Kale, what we have to, Jerry's out on Lux. I don't like his name to begin with. Oh, it's I'm bad. Off, I'm kind of annoyed with his mom. <laughs> well, I'm gonna give him some time, and we're gonna see what I'm I so I, I reserve the right. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give him a year, another year. <laughs> Kale, I'm gonna give him another year. Stop bullying children up. on here. <laughs> I didn't tell Lux that. I told you, and if you tell Lux, you're the boy. I just sent Lux a text. <laughs> <laughs> Better cute enough. I feel like Lux looks big enough that he like could be text. Like if I like saw a picture of Lux texting someone, I'd be like, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> I have a nephew like that, that when he got out, he just like a grown fucking man. And we used to tell, we used to make fun of him and be like, oh, um, where's little MJ? We'd be, and he'd be like, oh, MJ's at work. MJ's at the gym. Because <laughs> he's like a grown fucking man. Yeah, I just, luck should get a job. Hell? That would be funny. So they're going to court for child support. Kale's like, it pisses <gasps> me off that Chris is going to be cut slack because of my income, which like, Whatever. I will That's agree, though, that Kale's like, it's That's not bull- Yeah, but it is bullshit That's, that, like, not if Chris is choosing to work 20 hours a week, like, get a fucking that. job, Chris. Like, 
Yeah, that's not how child support works. It's a percentage of his income. It doesn't matter if she could be a millionaire yeah. and they still want a percentage of his little target check or wherever the fuck he works. What the, what she means to say is that he can be barely employed without yeah. repercussions on Lux because she can handle it, which is kind of what Joe used to do <laughs> and yeah. is still kind of doing. And Oh, Joe's still doing doing it. They don't go to court for child support. They still have a private child support agreement. They've never. Yeah, because he pays. I bet. I bet. Well, they did have an agreement, and then remember, he stopped working. He moved to Delaware, and so I bet he gives her a thousand dollars a month. No, I bet when he gets his his MTV check, he has to cut her something. Oh yeah, maybe like every time he gets yeah. Like, you give me 5000 or 10000 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's how I get paid. And it's a private thing. And she's like, listen, you get this check because of, because of me. I think everything's good with us. I'm so happy you're around. And you always come to pick up Isaac whenever I need you to. And you're so, we have a good relationship. So when you get your check, I want my 10K. <laughs> I want yeah. my 10%. I don't know how much he gets paid. Yeah. Whatever he gets paid, I want 10%. And that's their agreement. And Javi is going to do the same thing. I have a feeling Javi's not going to be in the military much longer. No, we already said he's not re-enlisting, which, like, why would he? Why would he re-enlist? Like, what? He's not going. Because the thing is, the military does not care about your rule rules challenge appearance. They They do not care. They also, I think he said um, he was thinking about, I don't, I'm not in the military. (laughs) Guys, I'm not in the military. Breaking news. But I don't, like, (laughs) really understand this. But he said something about how they couldn't guarantee him a Delaware posting. Um, if he re-enlisted and you know, he's been in Delaware his entire time, the entire, how long, six years or whatever that he's been in uh, the Air Force. So he, yeah. Cause like he went from basic to Delaware and he's been there the entire Mm -hmm. time. And I think they can't, he said that they like, can't guarantee that he'll stay in Delaware. So like, why would he stay in the Air Force? You know what I mean? Like, there's no, I think he's not going to be in the Air Force. Also, I think he's going to be employed. I don't know. He, he'll do the reality TV stuff for another 10 years, probably, between the challenges <laughs> and the marriage boot camps and all Johnny that shit. Johnny Bananas here. Yeah. Okay. But I, I also think I can see Javi working. He's going to, like, buy a CrossFit gym. You know, he's going to, like, do something like that. Like, I, I, I can think see him Javi being a will, trainer. Yeah. I think Javi will work. I'm not that worried about Javi and, like, providing for himself. I think he comes, you know, when all said and done, Javi comes from a normal family with normal parents that have normal jobs. I think that he will have his little reality TV thing, but I think in the, at the end of the day, he'll like, he'll run a business. He'll be fine. What would be the point of reenlisting? Um, he has to move somewhere. He has to deploy again. No, thanks. Yeah. Javi is, but here's the thing about Javi. Javi is the pettiest motherfucker in the world besides 50 cent. Okay. Javi's petty as fuck. And I can totally see Javi being like, I'm out of the military. Um, I'm not on the show as much. Uh, you need to pay me child support. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Totally see, and, and yeah, I can see him working, but he'd be working out his own body. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and doing shit like that. And living. I can, He's going to like buy, then, buy a barber shop, like something like that. Yeah. Something and then or a restaurant for his family to work in, and then yeah. and he'll always say it's losing money. And then when Kale throws it in his face, he'll be like, "Why wow, you let Joe do it for fucking ten years?" Yeah, yeah, That's, I agree. he's gonna throw that in his face. Yeah, 
Yeah, for sure. So in the end, Chris is going to pay $346 a month, which is like such a little amount of money for raising, especially like a baby. But if Kale had never gotten this job, this, this show, and remember when she was back living in that place, $346 would have changed her fucking life. Oh, yeah. It would have changed her. There are people right now that wish someone get not gay, because that's not what's happening, but they wish they got regular child support in oh, the form of $346. But that doesn't mean shit to kill. And the, no. the, she's, the truth is, all right, so when, when Javi asked Kale for child support, or said he was going to, I was of the mind that he had every right to, okay? But the reason he was doing it is because he's petty. And I feel the same way about Kale and Chris. Chris needs to pay a portion of his money, of his income, to his son. Because that's part of being a parent. And the fact is, that's not very much to be a parent, $346 a month. But I know that the reason that Kale is even, like, really hyped up about this is because she's mad at Chris. I think that they were still kind of fucking. And I bet you them they're fucking again. I bet you his $346 a month is not coming and she's not saying shit about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, that was it for Kale. I mean, she had a pretty boring week. But, yeah. you know, I can't wait to see her next week talking about how you went to Miami to see some girl that doesn't even care about you. Like, okay, Kale. We get it. <laughs> we get it. Why do you care, Kale? Because you care so fucking much about Javi. That's why. So stop pretending like you don't fucking care about him. Shit. Hey, guys. To hear the rest of this week's episode, come on over to patreon.com slash ebpsychos. Thank you all so much. Have a great week. Bye. This has been an episode of Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psychos Patreon exclusive. Executive producers Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley. Produced by Nicole Matthews. Special thanks to Sarah DiGiovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards. www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos. And come on over to our Facebook page for more discussion.